I just want to deal in fact because there is so much speculation out there and there is zero evidence that Hunter Biden or Joe Biden did anything wrong here. We should note, again, you, you and I have said this on the air many times, there is no evidence that Joe Biden was, you know, involved in any wrongdoing. Of course, I want to note that there is no evidence that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden has done anything wrong. I just want to reiterate. And let's be clear for the viewers. There is no evidence Biden did anything wrong. I'll note again because it's important. There is no, I repeat, no. There is no evidence that either Biden did anything illegal. There's been no evidence. There was no evidence. There's no evidence. There is no evidence. There is not an iota of evidence. No, no evidence. evidence. Biden, Biden did, did anything, anything wrong. wrong. There's really no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Nobody's ever accused there's no evidence whatsoever that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Got that? Joe Biden did nothing wrong. Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. Biden secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmarks, hallmarks rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. The Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. Don't drag the intelligence community into this. Hunter Biden's laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign. The intelligence community doesn't believe that uh, because there's no intelligence that supports that. Welcome back, everybody. It is another episode of The Last American Pubcast, and I am here joined by some of our fantastic hosts joining us here at the Pubcast. Uh, we have uh, Tom from America Floats joining us tonight. Tom, good morning, evening. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Frank. <laughs> we have PJ from Conspiracy Pill joining us. Good morning, Frank. <laughs> and of course, from Overruled, we have Katie Zed filling in for the Abbey as she is out scuba diving and spelunking over the weekend. <laughs> Good day, everyone. <laughs> it's great to see everybody. Thank you for uh, all joining us, all the pubcasters out there. Uh, real quick, before we dive into any of the news or anything, I would like to make a special announcement. Uh, I've been saving this now for two, almost two weeks. It feels like two weeks. Maybe it's been a month. I have no idea. But I wanted to share this with all of you guys before we get going uh, into the rest of our stories. I just want you guys to know, next week at 7 15 p.m. 7 15 p.m. next Saturday the salty cracker will be joining us live here on the last American pubcast he will be here live for you guys to interact with as we dive into the stories of next week so I'm very excited to tell you guys the salty cracker will be here salty is joining the last American pubcast so make sure you raise your drinks for that man that's awesome Woohoo! yeah all right. Got to open so, that. Yeah, let's go ahead and get going uh, tonight. We've got a lot to talk about. We got helps, Katie. <laughs> we got... is that a pub? Is that a uh, Paps? It is best beer on the planet. I was gonna say it won a blue ribbon. So <laughs> it's award winning, award winning beer. Is that like one of the only good things that ever came out of the Detroit area? Mm, is it from Detroit? Uh, the only, I don't know. I guess. Paps Blue Ribbon, I think originally. 
Well, All right. Nobody else knew that. Go ahead. We'll, we'll move on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get moving. Uh, if you guys weren't on Twitter last night um, or yesterday at any point, or maybe even today, maybe you don't have a Twitter account. Maybe you're out in the loop. Uh, but Elon had promised earlier last week or this week to release the files that were pertaining to the Hunter Biden laptop story and the efforts of the federal government, or at least the executives within Twitter, to suppress that information and to make it public to everyone. So we knew what was going on. I know a lot of us had already known of what was taking place, but obviously we didn't have the documents to prove it, even though it was pretty provable without documents. But now it it go ahead, it reinforces those those things that we had already knew that took place. Anything surprising you about this at all, PJ or Tom or, or uh, Katie? I mean, I knew Biden was the reason I got banned. I knew that from the beginning. <laughs> he just uh, emailed Twitter and was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, come on, this, yeah, deal with it. Chick, yeah, that was part of the thing was they were, the, the White House was actually, and uh, certain politicians, I shouldn't say just the White House, but certain politicians were emailing Twitter and being like, hey, can you take care of this for us? Like ban this person, silence this. It's like, I feel like that was the only eye-opening part of the whole thing. Like everything else was like, we already knew. And that one we already knew, kind of. So it was like, as good as it is for the information to be out there and, and public and exposed, I, I read the whole thing going, okay, like, obviously, I don't know. Like, I just, I felt a little underwhelmed, even though it's awesome that it's out there. It wasn't I'm, anything we didn't all knew. And I'm not saying us on the right, everybody knew it. Yeah. I'm and, glad and only, Elon released it. Though. Right. Exactly. Oh, of course. It's great that he did. But I think everybody on the right left, everyone knew exactly what was going to be in this. And then yeah. when they saw it, it's like, yeah, we all kind of knew this. But isn't but that, that the point? And not right. to, I mean, that I think it's like, yeah, it's underwhelming, but it's also exactly what was needed. Exactly. It's not yeah. some new thing that we didn't know about that changes the narrative. It's, right. hey, it's exactly what we all suspected was happening, was happening. Mm. And we not only have the emails from inside Twitter, which makes it look even skeezier, but we right. have the FOIA request from Judicial Watch last year that shows the PR firm that Biden's campaign hired was reaching out to Twitter and to Facebook and to others with links to posts saying, check these out. So it totally matches these emails within Twitter that you now see them receiving an email or a note from the Biden team, which is their PR firm, because they don't want to be the people to do it. So they hire a, a, a firm to do it. The firm reaches out to Twitter. Then Twitter internally, as we see with these emails, decides to go to town with a hatchet on any account that had said in all caps, Joe Biden is a pedophile because that's why I keep getting banned. <laughs> yeah, and this was uh, brought to us by uh, Matt. Uh, I'm going I'm Taibi. Going it's Matt Taibi. Taibi. There we go. Thank Spot you. you that uh, one, Frank. Appreciate it. And and he brought this out in in with uh, the approval of Elon Musk. And he, you know, here was the thread. We're going to read some of it real quick to kind of give you guys up to date, up to speed. Because as I was mentioning to the rest of the pubcasters before we came on air, is that the second round of this should be dropping while we're live. So. While we're live, we'll go ahead and continue to check in on this to let you guys know any updated information. But starting here, it said, what you're about to read is the first installment in a series based upon thousands of internal documents obtained by sources at Twitter. The Twitter files tell an incredible story from inside one of the world's largest and most influential social media platforms. It is, it a, is a Frankenstein tale of human-built mechanism grown out of control of its designer. Somebody was going to say something? No, I was just trying not to cough on my mic. <laughs> gotcha, okay. Sorry. I'm glad we called you out on it. <laughs> yeah. Twitter is in the, uh, Twitter's in a conception that was a, 
Twitter in its conception was brilliant tool for enabling instant mass communication, making a true real-time global conversation possible for the first time. In an early conception, Twitter more than lived up to its mission statement, giving people the power to create and share ideas of information instantaneously without barriers. As time progressed, however, the company was slowly forced to add those barriers. Some of the first tools for controlling speech were designed to combat the likes of spam and financial fraudsters. Slowly over time, Twitter staff and executives began to find more and more uses for these tools. Outsiders began petitioning the company to manipulate speech as well. First, a little, then more often, then constantly. By 2020, the requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine. One executive would write to another, more to review from the Biden team. The reply would come back handled. And here, this is a bunch of uh, tweets that they wanted the uh, Twitter team to handle. And they handled them. Is that handle in there? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's three, four, eight. Is that let's be frank? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, celebrities and unknowns alike could be removed or reviewed at the behest of a political party. And one person uh, was James Woods, as we know. Uh, James Woods was very is very critical of the Democrat Party and especially Biden at the time. And those were one of the ones that was targeted during this. Did you guys see him on Tucker Carlson last night? He I called did. in and said he's going to sue the DNC to the wall. I hope he does. Yeah. I hope he wins, too. Well, it's going to be hard for him not to at this point. Mm. Both parties had access to these tools. For instance, in 2020, requests from both the Trump White House and Biden campaign were received and honored. However, the system wasn't balanced. It was based on contacts because Twitter was and is overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation. There were more channels, more ways to complain, open to the left, well, Democrats, than to the right. And these are some donations, and we yeah, know they have. You seen the left trying to be uh, trying to make this case right now? They're like, "Well, who was in office in 2020?" So they're trying to say that all the censorship came from the Trump White House somehow. I'm like, right. yeah, because Trump would have emailed uh, them and said, "Hey, can you ban Kaylee McEnany? Can you make sure that the story against my opponent gets?" Banned? It's such a stupid argument, but the left is still trying to make it. They are. They're, they're saying they're saying that the campaign for Biden and the White House for Trump both made requests to Twitter. The right. request from the Biden campaign was, here are the things to censor. The requests from the Trump White House were, why was Kaylee McEnany banned? We need exactly. to know right now. That's right. not the same thing. I, I don't I don't care for the equation for Matt Taibbi to say, they both had some requests. That's like a, they both, you know, the, that's the both sides lie. Yeah, it's the one part of this tweet thread, which is a little bit dishonest, because you're right. The, the only requests coming from the Trump White House are, hey, can you not censor our press secretary? Yeah, hey, can you unlock us, please? That's yeah. a request. Not yeah, we'll same. dive into a little bit more about how the uh, press is spinning. Um, I'll continue through this threat throw real quick, though. I bet you they're sitting and spinning on yeah, CNN. I bet you they are. <laughs> the resulting slant in content moderation decisions is visible in the documents you're about to read. However, it is also the assessment of multiple current and former high-level executives. Okay, there was more of a... We'll skip that. The Twitter files, part one, how and why Twitter blocked the Hunter Biden laptop story. On October 14, 2020, the New York Post published the Biden secret emails, an expose based on the contents of the Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. Twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links and posting warnings that it may be unsafe. 
then even blocked is transmission via direct message, a tool uh, reserved for extreme cases, e.g. child pornography. Can I, can I pause you real, real quick right there? Go ahead. Yes. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you, Waffle Salter, for the awesome uh, $50 super chat. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Also, um, I know we save these questions for the end, uh, for the, your super chats for the end of the show, but this one I think uh, needs addressing now. Uh, Last American Pubcast Rumble channel. There is one. Yeah, there is a Last American Pubcast Rumble channel uh, now, so you guys can follow that. Should we? I'll, I'll find it and drop it in the chat for people who want to follow uh, that on Rumble. So Awesome. Thank you, uh, PJ. It continues on. The White House, this is what Tom was just speaking to. White House spokesman Kaylee McEnany was locked out of her account for tweeting about the story, prompting a furious letter from Trump campaign staffer Mike Han, who seized a least pretend, at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. Now, this is where the what you just mentioned, Tom, it was unequaled, right? The petitioning to Twitter. Yeah, that's how I see it. I mean, right. when you're requesting of Twitter to explain a suspension or unblock an account or unban the press secretary of the president, that I think is not the same as saying, well, they both made some requests no. and then you see the requests from the Biden team. Hey, can you handle these? That's a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we have the email here. It says, you know, Kate, or this is from Mike Hand, and this went to Lauren DeVol. Twitter government uh, politics. Anyway, says Kaylee McEnany has been locked out of her account for simply talking about the New York Post story. All she did was cite the story and firsthand reporting that has been reported by other outlets and not disputed by the Biden campaign. I need an answer immediately on when or how she will be unlocked. I also don't appreciate how nobody on this team called me regarding the news that you would be censoring news articles. Like I said, at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. Yeah, it's definitely the same thing as the Biden administration, what they were doing, or the Biden team, what they were doing, the DNC and what they were doing. And how pithy of Mike Hahn to be like, hey, at least pretend to care for the next 20. It seems like some people in the administration at that time had already given up because they're saying, hey, at least pretend to care for 20 more days while we excuse ourselves, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's a quarter after seven at 716. Make sure that you like the stream no matter where you're watching. Share a link to it. Katie Zed's laughing. And if you could jump in the chat, say hello, as well as grab a link in the description below. You can support all the channels you're watching and help us all continue to grow them as well as keep America afloat. Go ahead, Frank. You're saying awesome. Yes. Uh, this led to a policy executive, Caroline Storm, to send out a polite WTF query. Several employees know that there was tension between the comms policy team and had a little less control over moderation and the safety trust teams. Storm's noted, note returned the answer that the laptop story had been removed for violation of the company's hacked materials policy. And early on, we knew it was an, a hacked uh, story, right? Right. I mean, early on, we knew it right away. It was in the original New York Post article how Correct. they got the... Uh, so this whole thing, like, uh, you know, they kind of go on and be like, oh, well, maybe it is, maybe it's not. Normally, we have to have the FBI check and say that it's hacked. And in this case... It was never really a question of it being hacked. Like that whole that whole hacked disinformation thing that we got from the seventeen uh, disinformation uh, uh, government agencies was Correct. always crap. Everybody knew it was crap. I think it's it is interesting that. that oh, sorry. Go ahead. Fake. Like, how is it? If it's fake, <clears throat> then why would it be hacked? And if it was hacked, why would it be fake? <laughs> right, and they ran with both depending on which person would believe which lie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I suppose they could say some of it, too. Like you could say a photo of Hunter taking a selfie with a shirt off in a kimono is hacked. But then you could say emails 
between him and business partners, they could also say are faked. So you could take a real photo and then put a fake email next to it and say, look at the debaucherous Hunter Biden and now see this business he's doing. You'd believe the one because it's a photo. You believe the other because why wouldn't you? That's what they were trying to make you think. Oh, the photos. He's just a he's a crackhead. They admitted to the crack because that explains the, the pictures. But then they can say the emails are faked and it's all hacked and all. And Twitter employees knew that this was not going to hold up when they said this. They were asking, is this even going to meet the requirements for that rule? And they said, no, but we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, right. But also, like, if there was I agree with what you're saying, Tom, but if you're looking at the pictures being, you know, hacked and the information is being faked, you can look at either one independently and be like, wow, that is a lot of disgusting criminal activity. I, I'm sure some of you have seen the pictures and they're pretty criminal. Let's just yeah, but are way. you seeing them from a reliable source from Brian Stelter? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm scarred from seeing those pictures. I'll never be the same. Same. It was. I'll never gross. eat M and M's the same. <laughs> That's for sure. Although several sources recalled hearing about the general warnings from the federal law enforcement this summer about possible foreign hacks, and this goes back to the to the Joe Rogan interview with uh, Mark Zuckerberg, if you guys remember that was that took place last month, where Rogan was talking about this thing here, and Zuckerberg said the FBI approached them to tell them to have a heads up on any type of Russian disinformation that might be coming down the pipe real soon. And this yeah, was- I'm just going to throw this out there, you guys, and I might be the only one, but I don't trust Mark Zuckerberg. No. <laughs> I don't trust what he's saying. When he says wow. the FBI, guys, believe me, Joe, believe take, me, Tom. FBI came to me. You believe that? FBI came to me. I'm thinking, mm, I don't buy that. I'm going to guess probably not. I'm going to bet that didn't happen. The way that he says it. I'm guessing it was not the FBI. It was probably other people. You have to look more like a lizard when you're doing a Mark Zuckerberg impression. (laughs) Too much expression. (laughs) I wish I could see your guys' faces. I only have one screen, so I'm on the Twitter screen right now. So Yeah, guys, send your super chats. Frank needs another screen. He's on one. I'm buying buying Frank a second screen for Christmas. That's just happening. PJ's flush. I could use a third. (laughs) So here we go. Uh, so, uh, number 23 here, the decision was made at the highest levels of the company, but without the knowledge of the CEO, Jack Dorsey, with former legal or head of legal policy trust, Vijay Gaddy, playing a key role. They just freelanced it, is how one former employee characterized the decision. Hacking was the excuse, but within a few hours, pretty much everyone realized that wasn't going to hold, but no one had the guts to reverse it. You can I don't see know if it's the- called freelancing. I, I think they mean like... They were like winging it. Like winging he was freeballing it. Freeballing it. <laughs> That's how they would call that. In high school, you'd say, ah, he's just freeballing it. <laughs> you can see the confusion in the following lengthy exchange, which ends up including Gaddy and former trust of safety chief, Yol Roth. He's gone now. Yep. Uh, comms official Trenton Kennedy writes, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for making this as unsafe. And Yoel Rolf was more than happy to go ahead and make it unsafe, wasn't he? He's over there on Mastodon. Is that the new site that all the libs are, are running over to now? Mastodon no, or whatever? What, what is that thing called? The You talking about the social media site yeah. that they're all talking about? Yeah. That they're I, censoring it, each other really, on there? It's only really <laughs> being talked about by Occupy Democrats, and I can't freaking remember what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Probably our, our, our girl uh, Joe is probably talking about it as well. Do you think that Kanye West knows Yoel Rolf? Any of their friends? <laughs> just curious. I, I don't know. <laughs> we get into the Kanye story here in a bit. No, I was just teasing because Yoel Roth is like super Jewish. Yeah. And I he's know. the censor at Twitter. And it's just like, huh, scratcher. They, right? Who, 
who's they, Tim? Because <laughs> I'm this... leaving. <laughs> <laughs> By this point, wait, is is Zed short for like Zed and Auschwitz or something like this? <laughs> By this point, everyone knew it was effed said one former employee, but the response was essentially to err on the side of continuing to uh, err. Former VP of Global uh, Comms, Brandon Borman, asked, can we truthfully claim that this was part of the policy? To which the former Deputy General Counsel, Jim Baker, again, seems to advise staying the non-course because caution is warranted. Now, Jim Baker uh, was part of the intelligence apparatus, correct? I thought he worked at the FBI. He was the FBI attorney, and then he went to work at Twitter. Yep, there you go. Uh, A fundamental problem with tech companies and the content moderation, many people in charge of speech know, care little about speech, and have to be told the basis by outsiders to wit. In one humorous exchange on day one, Democratic Congressman Ro Khan reached out to Gaddy to gently suggest she hop on the phone to talk about the backlash re-speech. Khan was the only Democrat official I could find in the files who expressed concern. Gaddy replies quickly, immediately driving into the weeds of Twitter policy, unaware Khan is more worried about the Bill of Rights. Wow, one Democrat only worried about the Bill of Rights, huh? (laughs) The only one. Khan tries to reroute the conversation to the First Amendment, mentions of which is generally hard to find in the files. Which I will say real quick about uh, Ro Khanna. It it says she's, um, you know, concerned with the First Amendment or whatever. But then goes on to say, like, well, we actually do want to censor a lot of people. We just right. have to be careful yeah. about censoring That's... this one. So it's not it's not as like. No, not yeah. at all. If this is like if you invited everyone in your homeroom to a house party and only one person asks about the parents, but they're asking, your parents are going to be gone, right? <laughs> exactly. And then you're thinking like, oh, see, at least someone's responsible. They were wondering about the parents <laughs> being gone. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so within the day, a head of public policy, Lauren uh, Culberstone, received a ghastly letter report from Carlos Zasbo of the research firm Net Net Choice, which had already pulled 12 members of Congress, nine Republicans and three Democrats from the House Judiciary Committee to represent Judy Chu's office. Net Choice let Twitter know a bloodbath awaits in upcoming Hill hearings with members saying it's a tipping point complaining tech has grown so big that they can't even regulate themselves. So government may need to intervene. Sasbo reports that to Twitter that some Hill figures are characterizing the laptop story as text access Hollywood moment. Twitter files continue. The First Amendment. What do they mean? Is- are they getting grabbed by the P? <laughs> Twitter files continues. The First Amendment is an absolute. Sasbo's letter contains chilling passages relaying Democrat lawmakers' attitudes. They want more moderation. And as far as his bill of rights, it is not absolute. So let's go ahead and take a look at this one real quick. Democrats, meanwhile, complain that the company are in net. They let conservatives muddy the water and make the Biden campaign look corrupt, even though Biden is innocent. They link this to Hillary Clinton's email scandal. She did nothing wrong, but because the press wouldn't let the story go, it became a scandal far out of proportion. In their mind, social media is doing the same thing. It doesn't moderate enough harmful content. So when it does, like it did yesterday, it becomes a story. If the company moderates more, conservatives wouldn't even think to use social media for disinformation, misinformation, or otherwise. The Democrats were in agreement. Social media needs to moderate more because they're corrupt, corrupting democracy and making all truth relative when 
push. Well, that's on your truth. How- that's your truth, Frank. And this yeah. is their truth. So exactly. You know. When pushed on how the government might insist on that consistent with the First Amendment, they demurred. The First Amendment is an absolute. Let's let's pause on that for a moment, will we? Let's pause on that indication from Democrat lawmakers. This was echoed by Biden recently, I think back in uh, 2021, where he said the Second Amendment was an absolute. Remember? Yeah. This is their. He said the Bill of Rights, right? He said the Bill of Rights is an absolute. Is that what he said? Was a Bill of Rights? I thought he. I, I, I thought he maybe I'm misremembering. Like and it might have been more than one quote, but there was definitely a time where he said the Second Amendment is not an absolute right. Correct. Well, we'll chalk it up to all ten. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So this is this is their this is their stance on how they view the Bill of Rights, which is a way to restrict government overreach into the people's, um, and this should be like the number one story that should be ran all over besides the collusion between government and big tech to silence individuals, this should be right up there, PJ and Tom and, and Katie Zed. Why isn't it, obviously? Why isn't it what? Sorry, say that last Why part. Why isn't it a story wow, that Wow, you're not paying attention, PJ? Right Why now? isn't it the biggest Why story? This, this story? should be the biggest yes. story going. Why not? It's because Sorry, I was, the, I was reading the media your, um... is also left-wing, and so of course they're not going to be covering the story because they don't care. They... This is what they want, actually. Go further. Go further. What do you mean? That this is what they want. They want. They want the right to be censored. They want people to be censored. They want to be the only game in town. The the mainstream media want to be the only game in town, so they're not going to cover this. Mm. Yeah, it, I'm sorry. I was reading. Um, Matt Taibbi just posted a new thing about some stuff, so I was trying to catch up on that. Breaking so news? No, I don't think so. It, no, he part two. The, no, I was yet. hoping it was, and that's what I was reading. So that's how oh, I okay. kind of missed what you're talking about. But it's well, basically he just posted a bunch of uh, responses to this from the left and just showing what hypocrites they are. So Okay, so we're going to circle back to that. And so yeah. that way, PJ can get some thoughts uh, wrapped together here. <laughs> I think that I've been trying to make sure. I just didn't want to miss it if he put out the part two. Was this so the last one? Was, was there only 36 on here? Yeah, there's only 36. Okay, so basically, yeah. So the amazing abruptly. subplot to the Twitter 100 Biden laptop affairs was how much was done without the knowledge of Jack CEO, Jack Dorsey, and how long it took for the situation to get un-effed, as one ex-employee put it, even after Dorsey jumped in. And I don't I, I don't know. Do you buy that? Do you believe that Dorsey was, like, one of the last to know about this going on? That's not how that word is said, Frank. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it doesn't matter, to be honest. Like, I think if if Dorsey knew or he didn't, like, the, the whole ethos at Twitter is – like this is the this is the company that he built was mm-hmm. one that was willing to just work with politicians in the background and censor anybody they didn't like. So it, it was definitely something that was built by Jack Dorsey. Whether it became autonomous without him or not doesn't really make a difference. I mean, judging from that, remember that old interview when Tim Pool was on Joe Rogan's podcast with the people from Twitter, Jack Dorsey and Vijay Gotti. Vijay, yeah. You could tell Jack had no idea what was going on in his own company. So I right. totally believe this, that he didn't know what was going on. He was the Kanye and Vijaya is the Nick Fuentes. <clears throat> yes. So Bingo. I got this here. So let's pull this up because this was on the heels of all this last night. Talking about Elon Musk, he says, I've seen a lot of concerning tweets about the recent Brazil election. If those tweets are accurate, it's possible that Twitter personnel gave preference to the left-wing candidates. Once again, 
Twitter interfering in an election. Uh, this was Possible. coming from uh, Yavi Yemeni. Avi Yemeni. Yes. Thank you, Tom. Can you find out what other elections were handled by former Twitter regime? Thank you, the rest of the world. <laughs> and All of them? Like any country that Twitter is yeah. available in? Isn't exactly. that why they got so mad when like Nigeria kicked? Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't. Nigeria, it was some one crazy like uh, West African country. It wasn't West Africa though, who kicked Twitter out for the elections. And Twitter was like, "Wait, wait, wait! We can't be sure your elections are secured now." Yep. It was Basically, so weird. They've interfered in every election except for China and North Korea, because they don't need to. Do you think that the Twitter <laughs> is actually just a front, straight up a front for Intel? Or do you think that 100%. Jack really did create it and that people just infiltrated well, it and made it uh, well, a, an Intel agency? Well, PJ had an interesting, uh, he covered this on Conspiracy. Well, yeah, so like LifeLog was one originally that was created by DARPA, right? And DARPA's the people who created the internet originally before it was fully integrated I don't know how at CERN. The internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he created Man Bear Pig. <laughs> he did. So DARPA, ARP, when it used to be called ARPA, they created the internet, and then it was CERN, which is another concerning thing, that actually made it um, available to everybody, right? So then in 2004, I can't remember when Facebook came out, early 2000s, uh, DARPA had a project called LifeLog, where they were going to get everybody to basically post all of their information, what they're doing, track them, track their, like, literally everything that's happening right now, like track what you're saying, track what you're emailing, know your book preferences, know the way you're going to vote know everything about you be able to predict you it's basically what happens in captain america winter or, yeah winter soldier the second captain it was america down movie. to like recording every keystroke exactly it was every single thing that social media is literally doing right now and then the day before facebook launched darpa scrapped the project lifelog and then facebook comes out so like i think they're all this even if even if um jack dorsey started twitter by himself which he probably did it it was it was the number one target of the CIA and and DARPA and NSA after that. So there was always going to be infiltration. It's just like when we had um we had Rad- Radix on. She's like, yeah, like every single militia right now is heavily infiltrated by the government. That's what every single social media is. Right. I wonder. Okay, so Facebook had that little silly Jufro wearing frontman for a while. What was his name? Oh, Mark Zuckerberg. And now FTX, <laughs> very similar. Also has a Jew fro kind of squirrely looking guy. Probably won't ever go to prison, but it's definitely a criminal. Do you guys see a pattern at all here? I don't know. Just Ask me. Kanye. Can we get Tim Pool on the uh, air? Maybe he can help us with the. Day. It's just the mainstream media, you guys. What do you mean? We we can't keep grouping people together. Um, <laughs> individuals. <laughs> Tim Pool hoodie, or I refuse to say anything that will get me kicked off the internet. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, Facebook did the 10-year challenge where they wanted you to update your uh, pictures? And everybody was like, this yes. is an op. This yeah. is an op. Because <laughs> it that's was. About, that's about the time <laughs> yeah. that I quit Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Now they're trying to get everybody. Sorry. This just reminded me of a story no, that I ahead. just saw. Uh, now they're trying to get everybody into this metaverse thing. And I, I swear I have a story about this here somewhere. Uh, yeah, European Union spent $400,000. Let me show this to you guys. European Union spent $400,000 on a metaverse party, which was t- attracted a total of six people. <clears throat> you, you didn't put it up. You didn't put that story up. It was. You Did I add, hit up. the wrong screen? That, yeah, Sorry about Tom's that. Story. What do I keep doing? Dude, it's the robots. They're <laughs> all over us. <laughs> Stop putting Tom's story up. We're not ready They're for that. They're hacked into the yet. mainframe. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, wait. While you pull that up, can I actually do something different? Because uh, no. there was a thing in the chat that asked. Go ahead. Yep. If ahead. we could show Jufro. So I just thought we would share this. They said, we need a picture. God damn it. 
They said we need a picture to see what that is. That is this. That that's not Jufro. That's uh, what did they? If call you those? Google, I'm just sharing. I hey, know, but what did they call those things? Uh, oh my gosh, they, the the Gen Z Mark guys Zuckerberg. Look them. this this look right here. The look that the FTX kid has. It's the same thing. <laughs> it is. That's what we're referring thing, yeah. to. I can't think of what they call it now, though. The the Gen Zs call it something. I can't remember what it is. Waffle Tom, <laughs> Waffle Salter. There you go. You got it now. <laughs> You got the story, PJ? Uh, yeah, I kept <laughs> pulling up the wrong story. Uh, you, the European Union spent $400,000 on a metaverse party, which attracted a total of six people. And I just find this funny. Like, they're really, really pushing metaverse the same way that they were pushing the, you know, all the other psyops. Except for this one, it's like nobody's interested. And I love it. I bet the six people worked on the project. Probably. <laughs> I bet you they were all FBI or CIA agents. Oh, yeah, it's like, like the ATF, like, FBI, yeah. CIA, NSA. They're all pointing the finger like Spider-Man meme. Yeah. yeah. So uh, coming in from that from that story here, this is this is Brazil right now because of more revelations of what we're finding out. Twitter interfering in elections, and they've already had questions in that election. Military uh, deployed in Brazil. Martial law coming next week, maybe. Um, military vehicles have been spotted mobilizing in Brazil as President Bolsonaro met with military leaders at a ceremony to promote new generals in Brasilia's Thursday. Martial law is coming next week, says Brazil observer Matt Tyman. Tiermond. Tiermond. There we go. Thank you. Elon Musk uh, noted Twitter may have interfered in Brazilian elections. I have sources on the ground saying that the reservists are being activated right now. Starting yesterday, the smaller mid-sized cities, journalist Matthew said, told Steve Bannon on December 2nd, you can already see videos of tanks being transported to strategic points and chokeholds around the country. I think by next Wednesday or Thursday, the generals are going to put a letter in front of Bolsonaro and say, sign this, activate us. We believe we have the act to write now, according to the Constitution, and it goes after these voting machines, arrest these judges, and then then the House of Cards will fall. So <clears throat> Brazil is still kind of in turmoil um, with what's going on with their election. Sounds like it's all coming together. Yeah, yeah. I wish there was something like that that actually took place. And, and and instead, in our country, the military worked against the president of the United States. Yeah, it sounds and like least, uh, Brazilians have bigger balls than the Americans. At least no one with a Viking helmet took Nancy Pelosi's lectern. That, that would be the worst <laughs> day in history. Worse than 9-11. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and Pearl Harbor and all of them combined. Isn't that what Kamala Harris said? That's what she said. Yeah. yeah. The worst, worst thing that's ever worse than 1812 when the British came and burnt down the Capitol. Yeah, but she gave it away when she said it's the worst false flag we've ever had. <laughs> oh, it was definitely worse when, than when Obama's friends actually put a bomb in the bathroom of the Capitol building and it blew it up in uh, 1971. Yeah. Uh, was it, uh, weather, weather front or storm front? Weather, People was, weather, weather, weather underground. underground. Yeah. Who could know? Yeah, have you not done a uh, series of Weather Underground yet, uh, PJ? I haven't, but it's in the works. I've been reading a very extensive book on the Weather oh, that Underground. Could be a, that could be a true crime crossover. That would be a great <laughs> uh, conspiracy true crime crossover because there was a certain person who uh, knew Obama was part of the Weather Underground and then kind of died, you know, after they, they all speaking do. about it. Yeah. <laughs> they all do. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, it's crazy to me, though, those people, the, the the woman in particular, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, who was involved in that particular plot to put a bomb in the Capitol building and it exploded, is not in prison and still involved in leftist politics today. Didn't someone yeah, release her from prison? Like I Clinton or somebody like gave yes. her yeah, it was, I think clemency? Yeah, I think Clinton gave her clemency, yeah. Didn't she live in Cuba or something now? 
No, she lives in uh, Boston, I think. She's oh, an uh, activist. She's like a leader yeah. of something right now. She's still, she's still I'm active. I'm somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> You'll not say. Yeah, well, there's so, a lot of them, but I'm uh, her in particular. I can't think of her name. I'll have to look yeah, it up. Speaking of FTX and the Jew froze or whatever, um, <laughs> this is Maxine Water, the U.S. Uh, House Committee on Financial Services. She says, uh, "This F- is how this is how Frank survives on YouTube, by the way, because he says those things. He's like, yeah, because the Jew froze or whatever, and like the AI doesn't know what that is. They're like the Jew froze or whatever. That's not even a thing. Go on." <laughs> I got a comment this week. I got a comment this week on Conspiracy Pilled saying, I don't understand your transition here where you said, speaking of black people. (laughs) I was like, well, Frank was in chat and it's a thing. (laughs) Yep. Transitioning to black people. SBFF text. We appreciate that you've been candid in your discussions about what happened at FTX. Your willingness to talk to the public will help companies, customers, investors, and others. To that end, we would welcome your participation in our hearing on the 13th. How how cordial is that for somebody that stole billions of dollars? I hate to say that I literally called this one from day one. I kept saying, people kept telling me how wrong I was. They're like, no, this is the most wanted man in, in history. He, he's Bernie Madoff. He had the biggest Ponzi scheme. They're going to they're gonna go into Costa Rica any minute and extradite this guy. And I'm like, no, his bill is going on the floor this month. I Originally, they said the 7th. I guess now it's the 13th. And he absolutely will not see a day in prison. And now I've watched how many interviews of him with like New York Times and MSNBC. Can and Max Waters we, is reaching we, out to the guy. He, he seems to be. We probably could. To... He's he's not doing anything. <laughs> Did you guys? If if any of you have Hulu, I think it was, or maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was that. Um, there's a George Stephanopoulos interview with SBF, and <laughs> if you watch that and the and the body language of it, my wife and I were watching this this morning. It is. I mean, it's telling. It's awful. He basically is like shaking and making himself really small and looking into the camera deviously and then like trying to pull away with lies and just it's awful. So there's yeah. a lot out there about on him now. He's talking we, to anyone and everyone. We could get him on. <laughs> Probably. Got to him. I'll come back for that. <laughs> library. <laughs> library says library coin, I think is a it's a um, blockchain. I love yes. their response and say, hey, Maxine Waters, we like to be treated nicely by the government the way the criminals like SBF are. Can we let us uh, can you let us know how much to write a check for and where to send it? Feel free to DM if you want to keep this private. Well, that's the whole thing about library coin, which is part of Odyssey, I believe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole thing about all these coins, library, um, any any decentralized, they call them DeFi cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. basically not controlled by the government cryptocurrencies. That's what SBF's bill is about. So basically, SBF wrote a bill saying, hey, what if, you know, I know I live offshores and I didn't make my company even somewhat compliant to the United States law. And then we broke a ton of laws and stole billions of dollars. But what yeah. if we pay you and you say that we're cool and we're centralized and we can be controlled, right? And then all of my competition who is made cryptocurrency the the thing that people want in the first place, which is a decentralized uh, currency. What they if you can just take like, the screw them over? Yeah, mm-hmm. they can take the bullet. So, and then many of them have. We actually put a video out this week. TikTok didn't like it, where there is. Um, I'm so not going to remember the names. A because I can't pronounce them. But there was the there was at least three crypto billionaires in the last two weeks who have just Epstein themselves or or wound up in the in the water in their jeans, like fully clothed, just dead. There was a Nikolai yeah, Mashigian in your jeans. I do all the time. I'm yeah, like, okay, hey, so wasn't Mashigian the one who posted that SBF was the one who was taking over Epstein's island? Yes. Yeah, he said that there is an Epstein island in the Caribbean 
SBF, and that the CIA and the Mossad were going to torture and kill him. And within four hours, he was found fully clothed with his wallet in his pocket and everything, just floating face down in the surf uh, in Costa Rica, I believe. Then you had a 30-year-old who died in his sleep. Uh, I think he was a Chinese crypto billionaire. Then you had a French, I believe, uh, crypto billionaire who died in a helicopter crash. I might be getting these wrong. I'm trying to remember. Off the Could these head. guys also have been jabbed? <laughs> well, the thirty-year-old that one is legitimately well, like I wonder because he died. He did. He did die suddenly in his sleep at thirty. So <laughs> he might have just been jabbed. But there's at least I think we're up to five now crypto billionaires who have died. And then the one guy that everybody knows the name of SPF, who's the most wanted man in the world, but he's the most connected too. Exactly. Well, because I've always I think he's I think he's been an asset from the beginning. This guy of course. And how about this? Billion. What about open. no? Way. There's like there's like ten billion missing. He's got a, a harem of people in the Bahamas, and now you see all these people that. He knows or like, I guess, analogs of him, people that are doing the same thing in other businesses, all winding up dead, Yep. Uh, you know, waking up dead because you go to bed alive. Who? Right. And so you, right. I just I wonder if he is kind of the like ouster, like he's going to get in. He he plants all this dirt with other people <laughs> when he has to go. He's going to be sheepish and go, oh, I'll be a hero on the hill. And everyone else gets offed. And I bought that guy that right. said the CIA and Mossad are going to torture him and kill him. Boy, I bet he was disappointed when all they did was kill him. Hey, PJ, <laughs> yeah. his, uh, his DMs are open. I, I mean, I guess show. I should slide in there. I guess I should slide in there. I'm, I'm sliding into the DMs. I like it. I like it. Get him on the show. I, yeah, I think that'd be ahead. awesome. Let's go ahead. Put it on here. Say, we're live right now, and we'd love to talk with you. <laughs> He's probably online. Right now. He's playing League of Legends, oh, though, so we'll have to get in between some, yeah. But, you know, going back to this guy, you, you know, saying that he was uh, I, the reason I think that this guy's always been an asset, his his uh, man in the chair, this this Asian guy, no one knows who he is. He there's one picture of him on the Internet. It's the back of his head. And somehow and they've both and not both because no one's ever heard from the other guy. But SBF has said multiple times, well, we were just making thirty thousand dollars a year as some peons at right. a freaking I trading firm. Nice. We're live right now on the last American <laughs> podcast. Would love to have you on to talk about. You crypto. Drop the link. <laughs> yeah, you can drop the link. Yeah, grab no, it. drop. Yeah, drop the link in the chat or in the, in the the message. But um, anyway, so then he goes on to say, yeah, we just became rich overnight because we were investing ten million dollars a day into Bitcoin. And you I'm thinking, to give him the does... link for uh to come on the show too. I can drop that too. Yeah, yeah, drop the Streamyard link. <laughs> that would be the funniest. thing What if in we the just world? saw him down in like the little queue and he was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would i would shit a brick that'd be hilarious <laughs> oh i love that can everybody just mass tweet at ftx or at sbf right now there we go i dropped it <laughs> <laughs> there we go maybe he's online and he'll say hey stop doing what i'm doing right now like, i'll come on and join them i haven't incriminated myself on the internet in five minutes let's do it <laughs> Ask him, like, hey, are there any other businesses that you plan to have bankruptcy <laughs> declared with soon? Yeah. Did you guys see that? Tips. Did you guys see that interview, though, where they were trying to say it was all mismanagement and he just like he didn't use stop losses and that was the whole problem? It wasn't the massive back door and the four was it 40 million or 400 million dollars that just disappeared overnight and the fake hacks and the $10 billion transfer to Alameda. They were trying to say, oh, you just didn't, you just didn't uh, put in stop losses. And it was just a, a thing. 
That's what he tried to tell George Stephanopoulos. He was trying to say, like, you know, I was just really optimistic and I was playing a game of numbers and I was just looking at probabilities. And, you know, I was thinking the numbers were awesome and I could game the system and the probability of you guys figuring it out was none. But, hey, sure enough, I got busted. Don't look at me. All my friends are dead. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know if we get a uh, if we get a reply from uh, from him. We'll see him pop in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If he pops in, it would be epic. He's like, yeah, I went back and watched, but you guys got it all wrong. I don't have a Jew fro. <laughs> it's a Jerry, Jerry crow. He's like, that's the only thing I want to argue about is that's not a Jew fro. That's a perm, baby. Also, I'm done with League of Legends. I'm on to the new Call of Duty. So, yeah. Or maybe yeah. he's playing the new. He's Fortnite. like, I'm playing Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a new jet. He got a new guy, a new job. Follow me on Twitch for uh, some loot drops. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. SBF, he's got a little bit of, you know, thickness to him. He could probably do a tub stream. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I love Amaranth. Katie's face on that. <laughs> She's like, oh my God. <laughs> I Give that drop of Frank saying that he feels that. a certain way. He he does have bigger boobs than Pokimane, though, so maybe that maybe you got something. <laughs> Pokimane. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do you do you have that uh that drop? PJ of Frank. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I feel gay. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, big news. I gotta memorize where it's at, so I don't have to keep reading for it. It's this one. I feel gay. All right, there we go. It's the turquoise colored button. I feel gay. That is the oh gayest God. of all the colors. Yeah, that is that the gayest is. color. That's why I put <laughs> that it there, and then color. I just forget anyway. It's hey, it's fun. funny because that's your background color right now, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's exactly your background color. <laughs> I feel gay. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> we usually pick on PJ. This is fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, you can tell God. you can tell like what era a guy was born in based on whether or not like he's going to be calling his friends gay or other insults. <laughs> so this is a Facts. good story talking about losing money and <clears throat> taking place here. NPR is set to lose twenty million dollars in corporate sponsors. They're implementing a hiring freeze. Can we also pull our tax money from them and just let them That's you know yeah. fend for themselves? That would be amazing if we could do that. <laughs> It, it goes on to say, just talking about how they uh, a $10 million cut would get them back to a $5.2 million deficit for the year. They'll still, the, still be in the red. Even with our taxpayer money that we give them to spread fake news, they'll still be in the red. I love this. I don't know what I love more. The fact that CNN Plus nearly bankrupt CNN or the NPR is going bankrupt and they're taxpayer funded. Like that is... Like my favorite thing about listening to NPR is when they go, we're supported by viewers like you, you know, not because you sent us money, but because we literally forced the government to take it yeah. from you. Gosh, NPR is the worst. I've been listening to a podcast, a new podcast recently that Peter. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's a, it's, I, it's on YouTube, probably other places too, but Peter Bergesian is one of the hosts and it's all about why NPR sucks. And it's very interesting. I want to listen to this. Will you send me a link to it? I sure will. Thank yeah, it's, it's it comes on on Wednesdays when I'm driving home from work. And for Perfect. some reason, it always pops up like right while I'm getting ready to drive home. And it's very good. Nice. That is very nice. Oh, so, sorry. I, I also I wanted to there was one chat that I wanted to say earlier. Are we not streaming to Rumble right now? 
did you not see the uh, we had communications in our telegram? Oh, I'm sorry. I like I said, I woke up and got in here and yeah, just didn't. Tom, I don't know why we we are on the of the two <laughs> of the two that we have set up, which is my personal account, America Floats, and then the last American Pubcast. The LAP Rumble channel cannot be streaming for right now. I don't know why. So I have oh, okay. I was trying to set two streams up. The larger one worked. The smaller one did not, but I still have dropped the link. So if you guys are watching on Rumble, uh, if you would go seek out the channel, it's called Last American Pubcast. I'll drop the link again. I also just dropped the link to that Rumble stream. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Tom, you were talking about Apple uh, before we came on the air. Do you have that story? Tim sure. Apple? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> As we know, <laughs> Apple and Elon has uh, had a little bit of butting heads talking about how they were going to be pulling us pulling the app off of uh, Apple, but that turned out they're not going to do that after Elon had discussion with them. But this is the story I wanted to talk about here. Yeah, this is crazy because I feel like that we're all kind of, well, you can read that line. Sorry. I'll comment on it in a minute. Oh, uh, Wall Street Journal, Apple to start moving production out of China, uh, which is, just recently, Tim, what's his name? Tim, um, Apple. Tim Apple. Is that, is that <laughs> Tim Cook? It's Tim no, Cook, it's but not, it's not Tim Apple. No, no it's Tim Trump Cook. called him Tim Apple. Oh, so Tim Cook. Become, yeah. Tim Cook, where he was, uh, he was confronted in the halls of Congress by a Fox News reporter asking about what was taking place in China with all the protests, the lockdown protests that were, uh, that the rising up was taking place it's called the what white paper revolution is i think it's what it's being called right now and he was completely silent didn't want to uh talk about it at all yep you got that go ahead i we can't hear it there's no volume coming through oh wait hang on damn it i knew that was i didn't share the audio before because there was no audio to share and i was like why would i do that and now bit me right in the ass it wasn't me for once (laughs) son of a bitch Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Bing, bong, boom. Wow. To the factory workers that were beaten and detained for protesting COVID lockdowns. Is he smiling? No, he's Do smirking. you regret restricting airdrop access that protesters used to evade surveillance from the Chinese government? Do you think it's problematic he to do business with the... You see the uh, gay pride flag back in the background? I just noticed it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I wonder whose office that was. Well, I mean, he's there, so maybe they just put it out for him. Uh, maybe. Well, it's, it's not Rashida Tlaib, but we know that much. No, because uh, it's not AOC. AOC has the uh, make-believe flag out in front of her office. Wow. Now, I'll just throw this in. Like You'd think a CEO who was proud to be the leader of, a, of the only, I think the first, $3 trillion company, You'd think he would get out in front of his people. He'd be saying, you know, I'm proud to be leading Apple. Apple's proud to be partnered with China. China has, you know, their difference. Like he'd, you'd think he'd have something, but this is Weasley. This is like total, I don't, I don't even know. It's not even beta bitch stuff. This is like, you know, total, I don't know. What do you call this? Apologize, apologizing or standing up for, uh, you know, your, what you've done. Either one is better than just staying silent in this case. Like the worst possible thing is just to ignore the reporter, Absolutely. but he does anyway. And and smirking at the uh, same time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think the smirk is called the duper's delight when they know they're pulling it one is. over on you and they're happy about it. They just kind of, <laughs> they almost can't help it. Interrogation videos. And that's exactly what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Criminals. Yeah. They can't help it. Mm-hmm. No, they can't help it at all. I like uh, crimes too, Katie, by the way. So just so yeah. you know, I can talk. <laughs> you should, you should probably subscribe and, to my channel. And speaking of Katie, <laughs> Speaking of Katie and her true crime channel, just real quick, guys, um, since she is our guest tonight, she's filling in for Abby, who is out there spelunking off the side <laughs> of the cliffs and things and like that and cave diving. Uh, Katie's dead has a fantastic YouTube channel, which is called Overruled, where she covers true crime stories. So you should definitely go check out Katie Zed's YouTube channel. Go give her a subscribe. We're trying to get her to 1,000 subscribers. Yeah, get Katie a big year. subscribe. Go subscribe. Yes. Yes. Katie, real quick, give us a two, uh, one minute uh, overview of your channel. I do two shows on my channel. One of them is called Overruled, and I do that every other week. And on the off weeks, I do a show called Crimeland. Uh, tomorrow is going to be Crimeland, where I just go over little news snippets, small stories, a bunch of them that I don't have to spend a lot of time researching because the Overruled, that's what you want to tune in for. I do Are you just reading the guys. Chicago Tribune when you do that, Crimeland? You know what's funny is I'm from Chicago, so I have a lot of Chicago stories of like just random gang shootings and the, carjackings the and stuff chicken like that. Massacre, right? That was Chicago. Yeah, yeah. That was, yep. Um, but the next uh overruled is gonna be on the Crystal Kaiser case. And that's a very interesting case out of Wisconsin where a woman killed her John. She was a prostitute, and the people I'd say on the left are trying to say she's innocent because she was trafficked. So apparently, being a prostitute gives you free reign to just murder a man while he's sitting in a chair. I think so I we'll go into that. the details on that. <laughs> Didn't they say like she was also underage at one point when she started? She was, but she put herself out there. This guy did not traffic her. Uh, she put herself out there on Backpages.com and Eesh. also took an Uber to his house that day and then robbed him afterwards. So, uh, uh, you know. Quick fact, Backpages.com was uh, destroyed by the Trump administration. They got rid of that uh, Thank website. Goodness. Yeah. Sam Britton of, uh, had nowhere to go after that except for into the Biden administration. Yep. No, he went to baggage claim. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> I thought he was. Uh, he went to the uh, seminar for spanking. Wasn't that one of the seminars? He, he was, was looking for Vegas? a dog carrier. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. But he saw that Vera Bradley bag, and he just had to have it. Yikes. So for people and, who didn't, and the panties that were inside of it. For people who didn't, those get that he was back, wearing on his face. The back pages comment. Sam Britton had a whole like. Uh, article he wrote or blog he wrote about how back pages trafficking 14 year old boys was a good thing actually that's not a joke was i think he, i do remember that was yeah. he uh with uh the michael weiner the mm -hmm. uh that senator from california who uh anthony, Weiner? Yeah, anthony. An no not anthony Weiner. no no his last There's name is two senators named weiner <laughs> scott it's assemblyman no. scott weiner yep and he passed like he helped pass legislation to lower the uh age it was, I, I believe it's something like you can, you can commit sodomy with a minor if they're over 14 yeah. Yeah. and you can have sex with a minor if you are not over 10 years difference in age of them. And also the, he helped uh, to ensure that if you passed on age knowingly, you would not be charged uh, with a felony. Maybe. Right. Maybe Whereas before it was, there was a, it was a crime. If you had yeah. HIV or you were HIV positive and you did uh, not tell them and then you had sex with them and you even yeah. exposed them to it, they don't even have to have contracted it. If you exposed them to it, that was the crime. And now it's like, well, hey, nope. who cares? Okay. Don't even ask. Don't ask, not don't tell. 
not a crime like shooting a guy because you're they, a prostitute. They, they don't expect you to live another 10 years anyway. They want the world to end before that. So they don't care. You're not going to contract HIV and then have it develop to be AIDS. I, I think, think the world will also, end before that. I think he was also uh, instrumental in, in securing early releases for people of, of uh, sex crimes as well. And, and specifically the pedos. And, and so that's, I think, why he faked his hate crime hoax recently. You saw that, right? The assemblyman, that's what I'm you're actually, talking about? Yep, I'm actually pulling that up right now. Maybe a rule of thumb here is uh, don't vote for a politician whose last name is Wiener. For cereal, Sounds man. like a good rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> and, and I, I think we can branch out from that, too. <laughs> I gotta say, though, like... It, <laughs> Scott Wiener did Anthony Wiener the biggest favor ever because if people look up Senator Wiener or whatever like that, they're just going to come up with like someone who's way worse. <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah, of course I sent my junk to a 14-year-old, but at least... Maybe I that's why they put him in place because every so often they're going to see a Google search for Wiener right. Senator and they're going to be like, ah, right. so the photo is, gets out. Sigh this out. is uh, Charlie Kirk uh, who was actually calling out Scott Wiener. Gosh. He said, help lowered penalties for certain sex offenses against minors. True. Lowered penalties for intentionally spreading HIV. True. As California assistant parents who take their children out of another state for the purposes of child mutilation. True. And this is to the response of um, of Scott Wiener's thing here where Charlie Cook, Kirk said, thousands of uh, pedos in California are going free just a few months in jail thanks to the state's radically reduced penalties for child molestation. One reason many of these predators are going free so early in California is lawmaker Scott Wiener. Is that Scott that's Wiener? Him. That picture? Yeah, that's him. That should have been a dead giveaway. Yeah. But people in his, California his... voted for that. Yeah. What's his thoughts on intentionally spreading COVID? I don't know if you guys are a believer in this or not, like I am, but I don't know that the votes are always secured. And so I'm thinking that it's possible they didn't actually elect him, but that he's just the guy that they said won and it's California. So it's believable enough. Yeah. Kind of like when Newsom got recalled and then won overwhelmingly. Yeah. yeah. Overwhelmingly. Yes. But yeah, even it's... that all, all that aside, like even if you look at him and you were going to vote for him, and then you see what he's done in office. But, that would be the reason not to reelect him. But it doesn't explain why Chank didn't win. I mean, he's pretty radical of you. He figured they would get got him the votes to win. Chank, you they're waiting. They're waiting. They want to get the pedo stuff in before the animal stuff. They they're not ready for that yet. Yeah, they did a, a a quick survey and they found it was actually an easier end to go with child first instead of horse. Mm-hmm. Gross. Speaking of California and San Francisco and the things that they are doing tom has another story pertaining to killer robots going in and taking care of crime in san francisco i thought this was supposed to happen in detroit first i've seen robocop <laughs> robocop was <laughs> awesome <laughs> if only if it did happen in uh in detroit maybe you guys would actually have cleaner elections <laughs> i'm just saying I think the only way to fix Detroit involves uh, atom bomb, but I don't know. <laughs> hey, a hydrogen bomb could work. Yeah, that's true. So what do we have here, Tom? I don't know. You can read it. Oh, my goodness. San Francisco <laughs> to allow police killer robots. I'm not on the screen. I got to go back over to you. <laughs> <laughs> so what, is the, what, what does the article say, though? 
like outside of the. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. By Ben Derrico and James Clayton. It says San Francisco's ruling board of supervisors has voted to let the city's police use robots that can kill. The measure permits police to deploy robots equipped with explosives in extreme circumstances. So if you were thinking that you could get shot by a robot, you won't. You'll be blown up by one instead. Dr. Catherine Connolly from the group Stop Killer Robots, it's a real thing, said the move is what a slippery slope. What do we live in? I want I know. a robot. Well, you guys, it's 2022. I mean, we can't end the years of 2030 being in a complete civil war overrun by the robots just, if we don't start sometime. I just wanted Jaws 3D in a hoverboard. That's what 2015 <laughs> promised me in, in uh, you know, Back to the Future 2, but instead we're getting killer robots. Uh, it says the city's police, the San Francisco Police Department, told the uh, BBC that they do not currently operate any robots with lethal uh, with lethal force. So they'll be allowed to now. Um, basically, the, the idea is Wally will have an IED strapped to his chest and will go into the bank robber and blow everybody up instead of a sharpshooter taking one guy out. Did we buy these from Saudi Arabia? What I don't get is I thought we could just call in a like a social worker to talk people down. Why do we have the need for a killer robot? Makes no sense to me at all. So what <laughs> happens when the robots download the FBI crime statistics? <laughs> Racist robots, that's what. Racist killer robots is happening. That's what's happening. Yeah, let's see if, if there's any kind of precautions against that. Uh, <laughs> California. Is, uh... Nope, they're going to become racist. <laughs> if this was 1985 and you were like writing a budget bad like action movie, right? You would come up with the name Stop Killer Robots as the people protesting and picketing in the streets. Like, that doesn't sound like a real thing. It sounds like a band. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I want to say that. Introducing Stop Killer Robots. But I can't remember the case, but I remember a a robot with explosives killing somebody before. Yes. Oh, I I cannot remember. I want to talk about a hostage or a standoff situation where they have to like the bomb squad couldn't get in. So they had to like send a a drone with a detonate. They'd send a robot with a with a bomb in. Are you talking about in Texas in 2015? I think so, yeah. So this is what I want to talk about is I said this way back then. So there was that, and we've talked about this a few times, but there was the the BLM riots happening in Dallas, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was the same place where J- JFK was shot, which is totally side story of this. But the, the guy, they ended up killing with a robot at the end of the night. And I said at the time, like, oh, this was like, so set up to get people used to the idea of using robots to mm-hmm. take people out. Not that, and now we're doing it. So I, I agree with Brian. We're getting the dumbest parts of the dumbest timelines. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> the killer robots and the pedophiles. You know, sorry. This this reminds me of another story. This week, did you guys see that there was like an eighty-five million year old virus that they like unleashed from the ice? And was there's that some scientists. No, on purpose. And uh, there's some scientists like injected himself with some of this. And my, I was showing this story to my wife and she's like, do these people watch sci-fi movies? I'm like, <laughs> I, I think not. they do. And they just go, Oh, that's really cool. I know that, you know, in the end, um, like th- these always turn out bad, but let's just do everything from the thing. That's basically what that's from. Or uh, let's do stuff from RoboCop. Or let's do stuff from Jurassic Park. <laughs> let's just do those things. Uh, all I'm gonna the worst this. parts of those movies. Let's do <laughs> Yeah, it's like, do they just go, yeah, we could do that, but we'll, we'll, we got it this time. Uh, I got to find this story. Oh, okay. well, Zombie while virus. Find, while you're yeah, finding I got it right that here. story, are you find it? Well, let me pull up a different one. Let me pull up the... So while you're uh, looking at that, I can show you the uh, the Saigon horror clip about yeah, yeah, do Chris that, Farley's do that. nose being bitten off. I thought off. you already had that cued. I'm sorry? 
Nothing. No, no, save that one because that needs to be. Yeah, we got a, we got a story coming up. That. Story. So I got this story. Zombie virus uh, resurfaces in <laughs> Siberia after 50,000 years. The go, go, a gone and the Simpsons memes land on the timeline. So it's basically, I'm just sorry. The, the Washington Post article is better, but I'm not paying them for the freaking. Uh, I'm not paying them no. to read their stupid article. Don't give them money. But Joe Rogan had talked about this earlier this week. A few people have talked about it. They basically found a virus under the ice in Siberia that's been dormant for 50,000 years. Everybody's calling it a zombie virus. And then if you read down the article, they're like, actually, a guy like 12 years ago found one, and he's been injecting himself for the last 12 years with it. And we're not sure what's going to happen with this dude. So, like, it's already happening where there's, like, a scientist out there who found this ancient dormant virus and is just like, let's see what happens if I put it in my body. He's going to be also the only nothing's one happened immune. to one guy for 12 years. May he have well, to die first, though, for it. To I don't know. Activate. Yeah. If it's a zombie virus, he'd have to die first, wouldn't he? Yeah. You? Well, he'll be we one Jack zombie. 12 years of doses. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be he'll be. Uh, what was that guy? Liver King. He's zombie. like, how many boosters did I take? How many boosters did I take? Well, speaking of yeah. taking boosters and trans com- uh, community, uh, San Francisco is giving free money to transgender people, and they're prioritizing prostitutes and illegal migrants. Another reason to head over to San Francisco. That's why yeah, they have to launch robot dogs. <laughs> They've got rice and other treats. San Francisco launched its guaranteed income for transgender people called GIFT, what an appropriate name, program Tuesday which will give $1,200 per month to 55 San Francisco residents who earn less than $600 monthly as identifying as transgender, non-binary, gender non-conforming, or intersex, according to the program's website. The program will prioritize illegal migrants, people involved in prostitution, non-English speakers, when those be the same as the illegal migrants, anyway, disabled uh, people, (laughs) and the homeless, according to the program website. I wonder if they were Russian and they couldn't speak English, would they still qualify for the program? Absolutely anyway, not. <laughs> those, those selected through the current application process will be part of the pilot program lasting 18 months, though the program will be extended depending on the city funding. Recipients will be required to stay in San Francisco area to continually receive funding, though they're allowed to independently earn up to $4,000 monthly. According to the site, the money will be distributed through a visa gift cards and are automatically reloaded each month. They're allowed to earn up to $4,000 monthly. Oh, got to keep them in line just in case they were going to be, you know, too adventurous, too entrepreneurial. Don't want to, you know, get off of the teat of the, of the state by any means. All of their prostitutes are already entrepreneurs really. So, (laughs) They're independent How operators, are, independent uh, contractors. Of, She's like, I got, I got, I work a bunch of different jobs. It's the gig economy, is what I they call it. I just want to know what type of prostitute. The gag economy. Less than six hundred dollars a month. Like, it's got to be a pretty nasty prostitute, right? That was four thousand dollars a month. Yeah, it wow. It's San Francisco, so yeah. Uh, I can only I, imagine. Think about that too, and it's a you know a nickel a man. I had one more Elon story to come along. Are we? Where are we at with? Uh, has they started any of the? Uh, let me check it again. I haven't checked in a, in a minute. While you're doing that, if they haven't started that, I have the story here about Elon discussing the future of Neuralink. If you guys don't know, Neuralink was approved by the FDA for human trials now. And that is the creepy part of Elon Musk that I absolutely don't agree with and don't, I'm not on board with it, him putting microchips in people's heads. Um, do, do we have anything before I start this one, PJ? No, there's no update yet. Okay. So here we have it's Elon Musk joins us again live on Twitter files, live coverage. And this has uh, the host is Kim.com and Mario Nuffle. 
And this is uh, Elon Musk speaking. And then we got the uh, the Malaysian drifter, Ian Miles Chong, in here as well. If I'm so could... glad I'm not the only one who can't stand that guy. Wait, what's wrong with what's wrong with Ian, Ian Miles Chong? What's, he's a freaking drifter, man. He's a Malaysian man, man. Never he's even been to America. It. Yeah, he doesn't even live here. He's never been here. He no, to himself. He, he, uh, he doesn't go here. The quartering fired never him been for uh, for buying like e girls, e tots money from like the quartering's account and stuff like that when he worked <clears> for him. So yeah, there's a whole whole yeah. line wow. about him. Anyway. So this is what Elon was saying. You mentioned the biological neural net and the digital neural net. When is uh, Neuralink to be ready to copy our consciousness into a computer? Can I sign up? Where can I sign up for it? Because I would love to have my my brain augmented. You know, it's like cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going full cyberpunk at this point. Uh, yep. JSX. Um, <laughs> Elon, I want to pose the other side to that. To that, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Doctor Who, right? And the Cybermen, and this idea of a centralized system by which you can influence people's thoughts. Is that not a consideration that you have on your radar? If you get what I'm coming from. Well, I mean, fr frankly, on the on the, the neural neural on the neural link front, if I look at the pace at which artificial intelligence is improving versus the pace at which Neuralink is uh, progressing. Artificial intelligence is moving much faster than the Neuralink is moving because as soon as anything gets done with humans, it gets very slow because of the danger to humans. Um, so the short, I mean, for the next few years, Neuralink is really just focused on restoring movement to people that have a broken neck or spine and restoring vision. So it's restoring movement and vision. It's not. Uh, you know, uploading memories or controlling thoughts or anything like that. Can you pause it, Frank? Basic stuff. Yeah. Um, or PJ, sorry. No, it was Frank. Um, go, ahead. go ahead, Tom. So when he says he's he's not concerned <laughs> with trying to turn everyone into a, an internet hive mind Borg system, at least not yet. Uh, but that he but that he wants to to first just help the uh, the lame to walk and the blind to see. That reminds me of somebody else. It reminds me of Resident Evil. But what does it remind you of? Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, oh, yeah, the Lord yeah. and Savior, was yeah. the one who, who like literally held lame people by the hands and stood them up and had them walk off. He, you know, to, would take blind people by the hands and then you know hold their heads and they would be able to open their eyes and see. And so, I'm not saying that Elon Musk is a savior. I'm not saying anything like that at all. I'm not being sacrilegious, but it is nice to see that he's taking a technology that could be used for evil. And saying, I'm not considering that. I want to use it at least for now for this good. And that good is a way to, you know, practice helping people walk and see. Uh, but I mean, I mean, I've, always seen, uh, starts, though. I've I, seen Black Mirror. I know how this is going to end up. See this. Yeah, exactly. So what my thought and my thought on this is we we're just talking about the zombie virus and the killer robots. And, you know, like, how is it that these smart guys take it? And then Elon Musk goes right into, well, it's kind of like cyberpunk. I'm like, I played that game. That is not a future I want. And these people literally will take inspiration from these like dystopian, awful futures where in cyberpunk, like they basically put everybody into a hive mind and they can hack your brain and control you like 1984 style, but like way worse. That's kind of like cyberpunk's got a lot of those elements. And I'm, I'm listening to this guy going, they literally do this. They literally watch dystopian movies and and bad sci-fis. They're like, yeah, you know how in those movies they said they were going to use it for good and then it like turned really bad? We're going to do that. And we're going to use it for good. And I'm like, you're 
it's circular reasoning. Like we're going to do that, but we're just going to stop somehow. And like, he even says it there towards the, uh, in the middle there. He's like, well, you see, if you look at uh, artificial intelligence right now, they have no regulations. They're going like full bore. And I'm scared of that. And it's like, yeah, but you're kind of opening the door on Pandora's box. Like you're going to be the only one that wants so, to, you know, chip people. Yeah. So I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I want to push back on it from the perspective of someone from the future looking back right now, you are the person in the future looking back on like the first ever electronically controlled prosthetics. Like when someone has like a, an arm attachment that they put on their nub and then they can use their brain to actually make a fist and close and open on things. That's something that when you and I were born, maybe they were just developing. And now it would be a thing that like you could go and get that. Then they probably would have said, this is dangerous. This is all kinds of, like, they, they had all kinds of concerns. How will this affect this, that, and the but, other? This is the same thing. And in the future, would, I'm guessing I, people will I, look back I, and be like, how, how did we? I think I there's know. a difference between a prosthetic, which has always been a thing. It was, it was a peg leg and we've just made the or technology better or, <laughs> yeah, or a hook or whatever. And then going straight to like chipping people's brains. I think that's yeah. like, I think there's a definite line there where it's like, a tool that you're attaching to someone that's not like able to mess with like their brain. I, I, I think it's a hard line. That's, I don't know. I think I don't okay. Know. So what's a, what's a cochlear implant? The, that's the ear stuff, right? Yeah. But that's kind of a, that's no, a, that's a that, soft that tissue. A, yeah. That's a soft tissue being like forever conjoined with tech that allows you to now do something a normal person can do. Sorry, but like that's exactly what we're talking about. A cochlear implant has a battery, has all these other issues. So eventually, yeah, you'll you may have to have work done on your cochlear implant. But like, I, I don't think that you would see a person in fifty years walking with a chip, seeing are, and, the and telling thing, them though. like, "Hey, you don't want to get hacked. You better sit in that wheelchair." I mean, they'd probably laugh at you. We've already seen what happens when you make people soft cyborgs, which is the smartphone, and then putting that. <laughs> technology in their brain that's what it is no i'm i'm dead serious if you think about what a cyborg is it's a human who's uh, enhanced by technology right right and you're talking about a smart i don't know if it's enhancing is, me <laughs> i think it might be making me worse <laughs> that's my point though that is my point is is when you the like every everybody who's looked into cyborg technology says says this they say actually we're already par partially there because of the because of the phone people can't go anywhere without their phone they rely on their phone their phone tracks them their phone records them re their phone monitors them their phone brainwashes them and if we were going to put that inside people's heads that's that's I, i'm not for that that's my point it's like okay we're already oh well, I, no and i'm not pocket. either yeah no he and he's saying he's not even for that he's right. only for for making this thing work for a person's legs that don't work to now work and someone's vision that does not work to now right. be able to see and that's those two things I'm, I'm on board with that's what they said with the t-virus the t-virus was going to make it so people could walk again it turned them into zombies like that's All my right. point it's let's, like well let's sci-fi let's, let's see what elon finishes saying because we All haven't right, gotten through the whole thing yet here so sorry. i'm going to finish his thought it's like the early days of computers you know it's basically like but it's life-changing though right i mean being able to see if you you're born blind that is that's a gift that I don't think, you know, anyone would pass up. That would be amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's very doable. Um, so, uh, you know, so what I'm saying about Neuralink is that you'll be able to see anything that Neuralink's doing. You'll be able to see coming from very far off. Like, it, like, because you've got to go through the whole FDA device approval process. Um, that takes ages. You've got to evaluate uh, the safety in humans and, uh, that takes a long time. So it's, it basically is very slow um, compared to 
the development of digital super intelligence becomes very fast. Um, now, I do think for a long time that we ought to be more cautious in the development of digital super intelligence um, because you know, this represents a danger to the public. And just as we have other regulatory agencies that uh, oversee dangers to the public, like the FDA um, or the FAA or you know any one of a number of FCC, it, it, it's it is you know you you have to you, you can't just have com companies just going hog wild on uh, developing digital superintelligence with no oversight. Do you, do you potentially see this happening in a country where there are no oversights, you know, where the governments allow the, you know, scientists to do, to go hog wild, as you said? Well, <sighs> look, we, we, there's, there's the things we can control and the things we can't control. And I think the, there should be some kind of oversight um, in, uh, you know, North America and Europe. All right. <clears throat> What's your thoughts on that, Frank? Uh, well, it kind of lines up with what we were already talking about, how you kind of mentioned it going, you know, I, I said earlier, this is how it always begins to help humanity uh, with something. And we, again, going <clears throat> back to what we talked about, getting all the crappy parts from the timelines of these old movies, it's what we seem to be getting. Why wouldn't we get the worst part of this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give me a second. I'll be right back. Yep. I think if what they you... keep it to just helping the blind and, you know, people walk, that's fine. Same with pacemakers or cochlear in, implants, like Tom right. was saying. There's, but there's nothing crazy about those I just two things. don't see it because it's an, it's has to do with people's brains. It's just... It's just such a fine line that they could cross over so easily. It's not even that I fear Elon Musk in this case either, no, because what Elon Musk is saying is making a lot of sense. He's saying, look, if you look at artificial intelligence, that is actually a much bigger threat. And I don't think he's wrong. I think he's actually right on that. And I think his, his wanting uh, oversight in all of that stuff is correct. It's the next person. It's, yeah, it's the, it, the biggest argument against this Neuralink thing is the Vijaya Gade of Neuralink that comes in behind right, exactly. Elon Musk. Yes. That would be the thing that would stop me from, from even considering this. But again, from the perspective of someone who maybe has been lame or has not been able to see, I, I read the, the piece on what they'll do for the visual cortex implant. And it's like, it's going to take a, uh, a digital camera's projection of an image and project it onto the back of that nerve that would otherwise not be getting an image from deadened eyes or from that nerve, the optic nerve not being connected. So for anyone who has an optic nerve being the issue that is keeping them from being able to see, they'll be able to wear glasses and have eyeballs again. And that is another cool thing that like we just didn't have before, but it's not it, hacking their brain. Is it not like Google glasses though? Remember Google glasses? No, that's like a heads up <laughs> display for nerds. <laughs> did, did any of you guys ever try the Google glasses? No, no I wasn't no. cool enough. No, me neither. What's that say? <laughs> well, speaking of cool enough and and not being able to, uh, uh, oh, wrong one. Like, also, stop. like a guy is uh, like a hundred years ago, they'd look at us wearing these headphones and they'd be like, "What? Are, what are those terrible, you know, devices on your ears? Oh my gosh!" Like we'd be thinking, like, "Oh, don't put those on your ears. When someone hacks them, and then they're going to tell you, you know." The, I'm just saying. It sounds they, wouldn't, crazy. they wouldn't be entirely wrong about the, the smartphone, though. Like I said, no. tracking everything we do and say. True. 
It wouldn't be wrong. It wouldn't be very fun if we all agreed, so I had to take the other side. I know, I know. (laughs) So check this out. This happened over in New York. Postal workers stole $20,000 in donation checks from GOP Congresswoman um, Elise Stefanke. Did I say that right, Tom? (laughs) You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those are two, those are pictures of Frank trying to pronounce that name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a letter from the... uh, a United States Postal Service confirmed that hundreds of donors' checks intended for House Republican Congress uh, Conference Chairwoman Elise Stefanke were stolen. The checks totaled over $20,000. House Republican <clears throat> Congresswoman Elise says the U.S. Postal Service workers have stolen hundreds of donors' checks totaling over $20,000. This is and this is why they're telling you that it, the Postal Service is so safe and secure, right, with your, with your ballot. With your ballot, yeah. Well, forget that. This is election interference with with whatever election she's about to be in next because they're taking her donations. That is out and out interference. Mm -hmm. I bet they got like one day off without pay and they're back on the job. Remember? No, they got pay. They got pay. (laughs) And they got to keep the checks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Remember how like five seconds ago, every single person acknowledged and joked about uh, the fact that the postal service had like a 70% completion rate on, on deliveries. Yeah, you know, it's like everybody. Is it that high now? Known. Well, I think that was like being generous, but yeah, I mean, it was like it was the thing everybody knew this forever. It's like the postal service is like the worst at their job. They're like really, really bad at it. It was the, the kind of joke was like the the government is bad at everything, and the postal service is the best of them, and they only have a seventy percent or less completion rate on delivery. But we can trust them for elections. Wait, I want to just say for- this on the record because I have a PO box, and the people know that the name on it is America Floats. <laughs> So I'm just going to say that the people at my post office are awesome. Kaylee and Aaron and the other people there, I'm sure they have names. <laughs> maybe, maybe they do. You know, and, and so the story goes on to say, um, according to, or excuse me, despite the unprecedented nature of the crime, Stefani says that USPS has dragged its feet in answering her queries. She is now demanding a ramp up investigation. So I'm leaning more towards uh, Katie Zed's. They probably haven't even got punished for any of this. Probably not. <laughs> They're like, no, nah, you can keep the checks too. Don't worry yeah. about it. Honestly, You're right. It was though- actually kind of generous to assume that they would get to the bottom of who did it. Like <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not going to know. They're like, Oh, it was in New York mystery. Yeah, just like the same uh, UPS, uh, or not UPS, USPS, uh, taking uh, ivermectin from customers that were getting those mailed to them from other places, and they were like, nope, you can't have that. (laughs) Any of you, have you ever sent something through the actual mail that was important to get there? Uh, like I've never put something in the actual Nothing important, I don't put anything If it's important, no. No, I go to UPS or FedEx. Well, I'll tell you this. As a former FedEx employee and as someone who went to the post office today to mail something worth more than $100, you just have to buy the insurance and buy the tracking and they treat it like it's a UPS, like a, like it, they treat it like it's a real package then. They don't just treat it like it's a piece of shit in the, you know, in the mail. <laughs> It's kind of mafia tactics there. <laughs> well, honestly, if you you can go in on average, pay like four bucks, you know, four bucks for the tracking and all that, and then you're done. And now you know it's going to get there. It might take a week, but it's going to get there. You go to UPS, it's going to be fifteen bucks. Who cares for two day? All I'm yeah. saying is I've that's, never sent. That's a nice letter you got there. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. That's hey, all I'm saying is I've got like a, a couple shirts and some other things that say FedEx on it. If anybody's interested. Oh. 
you go. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Grizzly with uh, geeks and geeks. Are Geek and geezer fishing. fishing. There we go. I like anything the name. Anything new tonight, Frank? Thank you so much for all your hard work keeping us in the loop. If anything out of Brazil, sorry, a couple questions. Yeah, we'll answer those at the very end for last call. So if you have any questions or anything like that for uh, for us, uh, super chats, we answered those in the last ten minutes of the show. So yeah, we'll definitely uh, take care of that. Tom loves the post office. <laughs> Someone's got to. Some of you guys have to show a little bit of love for him, right? I want to. I want to change what it means to go postal. <laughs> <laughs> remember when that used to be a huge joke? I remember uh, telling that joke all the time in like elementary school and in in high school and stuff. Do you guys remember in a Men in Black when they say all of the people that are pretending that they're human beings work, work at, the, at post the post office? office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They do. It makes sense. <laughs> Yes, uh, RJ, next Saturday, Salty Cracker will be here next Saturday. Yep. I'm excited for that one. That'll be a lot of fun. It's a way better get than Katie said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's going to be in uh, in place of PJ. Sorry, do we oh. not? Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Sorry, PJ. We know you that need would, your sleep. That would be fair. Yeah, that would be fair. <laughs> That's for flaking on the other night. Wait, so who oh fell asleep God. on so, who the other night? Because all I so, saw was the text messages let afterwards. Me let me explain. Let me explain. Because <laughs> Frank's never given me a chance to explain this one. That's I, an intro if they just started censoring all the words now. <laughs> I woke up. I woke up Friday morning because um, I had family stuff I had to do all day. And then I went to work Friday night and I worked 12 hours. I came home. I slept for three hours and then did the pubcast. And then I was um, after that. I went to work and I got broke down on the side of the road and I was at work for 23 hours before I got home. So I would from Friday morning till midnight Sunday. So basically Monday morning, I was only got three hours of sleep. Hey, Jake, and do people know, you finally, do people know what you do for off. work for 23 hours straight? Drive a semi truck. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> now let, let me go ahead, in San Francisco. Let me go ahead and preface this because during that conversation, you're going to what talk about, are, are we going to, are we still going to do the uh, the stream on Tuesday night? I said, yeah, if you're up to it. But if you're too tired, don't worry about it. We can uh, reschedule. And he's like, no, I'm good. Just send me the title so I can make the uh, make the thumbnail. I was like, all right. All right. Well, I'm going to blame my wife for this one because I came home, set three alarms, and then told my wife, I'm probably going to sleep through these. So wake me up. And she never did. And I slept through all my alarms. You know what's interesting about I would have done it too. I would have done it. I've just been tired. We, PJ and I had something going on at four o'clock on Friday. So if you were with family all day, you came to that a little bit late and said you were sleeping. So I don't know. Sounds made up. Friday. What do we... I can't remember the days anymore. Yeah, that's what happens when you can't keep your lies straight, PJ. Wish you weren't such a liar. And he said he, he fell asleep and he was sorry he was late. Hey, PJ, I can I can actually give you a real piece of positive news here for you. Or not news, but a, a, a piece of advice that you did not ask for. Instead of saying, hey, I'm not going to wake up to these alarms, because then it puts in your subconscious that you can sleep through them. Say, I absolutely have to wake up for this alarm. And then you more likely will. And actually, you'll likely wake up just before the alarm, a little irritated that you didn't get that extra two minutes. Fair True story. Story yeah. of my life. Yeah. So speaking of uh, of not being able to go to sleep because you're <laughs> missing a nose, uh, <laughs> this story, I was, I, I think this is a real story. I, I had to check it out a couple different times. I saw it earlier this week. Mississippi golfer bites off a man's yeah, nose in a fight. Yeah, it was. I mean, 
I felt good about myself back then, you know? If somebody messed with me, no problem. I didn't take crap from anybody. Now I'm in my 30s, I can't hold a job, I go with women I don't even like. And worst of all, I take crap from absolutely everybody. Yeah, well, things could be worse, you know. I, uh, I could have got my nose bit off by a Saigon whore. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> bastard! <laughs> hey, I'm just messing with you, Jimmy. I saw you down there. Hey, Mazzetti, got Jimmy a beer on me. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Tom. <laughs> or Chris Farley. Yeah, so we got this Mississippi golfer. He bites off a nose. In a fight over the game, no still has not been found. I think the guy swallowed the nose. Yeah, of course he did. He bit it. Why would you? What else that's, you do with it? It's the, the, the reflex. Gun. That's the food gun. in, food down. The, the part of the story that's left out is he just got back from Siberia where they found the zombie virus. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, Mark Wells, 51, of Biloxi, bit off another man's nose during an argument over a game of golf earlier this week. Stop brought- it, Frank. You can you can without a skipping a beat pronou- pronounce without any issue Biloxi, but you have a- <laughs> stop it. A, a brawl between two men in the parking lot of Hollywood Casino Resort led to a serious facial injury. The two men had been arguing all day on the golf course when it escalated to a violent fight in the resort's parking lot. Wells took off his Tesla. That's what you do. You bite a nose and you take off in the Tesla. Before police arrived on the scene, according to the police, the nose was never found. Mark Wells turned himself in on Wednesday and was charged with felony mayhem. Mayhem. <laughs> That's did a fun charge. Did this happen in California? And two minor counts of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> took off in his took off his Tesla. <laughs> oh my god. God damn. He's going to be in there. They're going to be like, sir, your sentence. You're not going to like it. It's going to, it's going to smell. <laughs> That's terrible. Police chief, uh, Toby Swartz said the suspect 51 year old Mike or Mark Curtis Wells, Biloxi Wells turned himself in and was booked into the Hancock County jail at 1145 AM Wednesday on a $50,000 bond. He paid the 10% down and was released shortly after. So this guy's out and free looking for another nose to bite. Like a nose, he's running. <laughs> Terrible. Oh my gosh! Yeah, after the after allegedly buying the victim, Wells fled in a dark color Tesla. Wells has been charged with mayhem, which carries the penalty up to seven years in prison. Mayhem. I didn't know mayhem was an actual name of a crime. No, that's a fun name for that's like. Great. What are you in for, mayhem? Mayhem. <laughs> if I ever go to prison, I want it to be for mayhem. So now I know yeah. if I'm going to go to prison. I bite someone's nose off. Yeah. And then I can get in for mayhem. I like mayhem. It. Yeah, or you when can... you're in, you can at least add mayhem to the list. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's Katie, you can do a whole show respect. on that. On mayhem? I I should I should do No, on on the uh, on the nose guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> first first day of prison. I might add biggest... that to uh, the lineup for tomorrow's show. You should. You yeah. should. First first day of prison, you find the biggest, toughest guy and you bite his nose off when you get a mayhem rap. <laughs> Uh, did, did you say this happened in California? No, Mississippi. Bay Mississippi. St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, Biloxi. Sorry, I heard you Apparently say a place that Frank has been before. <laughs> I heard you say Hollywood somewhere. In there. The, the reason I ask is, do you guys remember back in 2012 when all of those zombie attacks were happening in Florida? No, yes. 2012 was when the Mayan calendar ended the world. 
Oh, it's I, 2011, we're, we're actually. In, yeah. We're in the, uh, the new timeline. because I have that. a funny story right. about that. When that zombie attack was, was happening in Florida, the one that happened in Miami, Mr. Zed and I were on a cruise for a week. So we didn't have any access to news at all. And we get back into the port in Florida and all over the news was like a zombie attack, zombie attack. We're like, what the <laughs> shit? when they escape to the island and they think they're yeah. safe and there's freaking yeah. zombies on the island like yeah. can we get to our car <laughs> it's mayhem <laughs> it's mayhem uh yeah i have way too many and i'm like a grandfather that needs grandkids that's the problem i'm already i already act like a 65 year old man who has grandkids <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh yeah no, I just I think the zombie thing is funny. It's just like it, it it was like three cases. It popped up. There were like crazy videos. And then it just kind of went away. Wasn't and that bath salts on, related? Was that what it was? They it, it was. Bath salts. It was yeah. not actually. They did a test. Katie with the strong test. defense of bath salts. Okay, wow. not something I expected, but here we go. They did toxicology on. There was the two right. of them that I know of. They did toxicology on the one where the guy attacked the people in their garage, and the other one that was on like some causeway that happened. The, in Miami. the causeway one was the craziest one. He the, ate a face. No bath salts. Yeah. No yeah. bath salts at all. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is the bath salts was what they used as an excuse, but it, that's yes. what everybody thinks, but is not the case. And no. it was three cases. There was the guy who bit a guy's bicep off and was tased like three times before they shot him, and he just gnar- like growled at them and pulled the yeah. tasers out and. Kept I hiding. remember that story. So you guys. Yeah. Seen the movie Blade, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Is that not that? I Sounds know. very did similar. You, did you see the video of the causeway? It looked like a zombie. Like the guy it really it, did. It looked like it was straight that's, out of a, a zombie movie. That's the one we came back into port that was all over the TV. Like that one was we had been out of the country for a week. <laughs> that was nuts. Yeah. Vampires yeah. <laughs> are real, man. Yeah, this happened. Uh let's see here. Yeah, here's uh here's the story. Let me pull it up since we're talking about it now. And we've uh, now have gone to zombie talking. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a good time for zombies. We've covered all sci-fi stuff tonight. Yeah, another face-eating zombie attack in Florida. Shot and killed by police. Uh, The scene unfolded at about 8.30 p.m. on South Military Trail, North Lake Ida Road, and near the colony at uh, Delray Beach Community. The man who was not wearing any clothing was walking north on the military trail when, for reasons unknown, he assaulted a 66-year-old retired New York City police officer, Bradshaw said. The retired officer was rushed to D-Ray Hospital a Medical Center with serious injuries. The naked man describes as being about 6'3", 250 pounds, then continued north on military toward the entrance of the colony, or colony where began chasing a man and the man's 10-year-old son. At some point, the man began fighting with an 18-year-old man, and then he started biting the 18-year-old on the face, Bradshaw said. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy times. W- when was this? Uh, let's see. What was the date? I want to make sure if I got that year. I thought it was 2011. Mm, I'm not seeing a date on So okay. this one even says drugs are bad. Is, is yeah. that assuming that drugs are involved? He did have a little marijuana in his system. So yeah, bad. Very bad. Marijuana yeah. definitely makes you. <laughs> he had the munchies <laughs> and he was looking see- for face. Do you guys ever see Grandma's Boy? Yeah. There's the the marijuana that makes him uh, feel like a zombie. I haven't seen any of the movies. The Frankenstein. About yeah, the, there's the Frankenstein. There's the antlers one. <laughs> Good movie. I anyway. had some of your tea. <laughs> Me and the ladies had some of your tea. <laughs> no, the best part of the movie is the ice cream sandwiches the grandma makes on whole wheat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the best movie, or the best part of the movie, was Dante. Yeah, well, Dante's great because he's just yeah. playing himself. 
you you guys don't want to see things. the pictures. The pictures are absolutely disgusting. Wow. They're yeah, nasty they're pretty pictures. bad. Oh, yeah, we don't want to see them, Frank. Just keep them for yourself and let us all just be tantalized. I can't. I can't. Seen, listen, Florida, listen. It, it, it happened uh, May 4th, 2015. Okay, that's a different story because yeah, the ones I'm thinking of were yeah, – because I hadn't heard that one. The, the three one I'm, I'm thinking of – The one ahead, I'm thinking Kate. what happened on a causeway in Miami – and that was definitely 2011 because I was doing it. Yeah. It's this is funny. I was actually doing a, a YouTube channel about zombies back then, and that's why I remember it. But uh, it, it, was, uh, it was there's a, a lot more zombie stories than you would be. Oh, uh, right. you know aware. what? I I found it. It's the Miami cannibal yep. attack, is what yep, you're referring yep. to. May 26, Wait, 2012. 2012. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that that is correct because Dave or okay. uh, Mr. Close. Zed. And this is it says from Afghanistan at the time. Rudy Eugene. Yep, I just saw it. Attacked and maimed Ronald Popo a homeless man on the MacArthur Causeway in Miami, Florida, making headlines worldwide. Maybe he was just trying to taste some face and thought a homeless man was an easy loss for the city. Yeah, it was that one. And I think it was only within a few weeks later, the bicep one happened. It was all like within a month. There was like three of them. I'm telling you, people are like, they're trying to become werewolves. They're trying to become vampires. 2012, wasn't that the last uh, um, Kristen Stewart movie about the vampires? I thought you were talking about CERN. Oh no, I don't. I don't think so. I think those kept going after that. No, yeah, I bet. Not. I bet you would know, PJ, huh? No, Twilight. <laughs> you mean? <laughs> I, I did. I did have a girlfriend back in the day that made me go see the first Twilight in theaters. Unfortunately, so that's that's my whole ex, uh, experience. That's what you get it, when yeah. you date a. Nope. Another movie. I've seen. <laughs> yeah, two thousand eight was uh, Twilight, the original. The yeah. first movie came out. I, I knew because I was in high school and I went and saw it. Unfortunately. So what was the last movie called? Twilight. Um, Frank, why? I got to know now. <laughs> no, you don't actually. Yes, I do. Did you, did you go to the midnight showing, Frank? I did actually. Me and my wife did. We slept out on the sidewalk all the night to get in. Um, what was it called? What was the last movie called for Twilight? I think it's called Audience Break, Retention. Breaking Dawn or something like that. Breaking know. Dawn? Just off the yeah, top of your head. Dawn huh? Part two. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think it's called Breaking Dawn or something. Good one, PJ. <laughs> Such camouflage. 2012. 2012 was when it was released. Was it? I don't yep. know. That's what I called it. Yeah, you did. That's why I was wanted to uh, verify. So, so wait, it. Tom's making fun of me for my knowledge of a title. And he I knows just... the exact date when the last Twilight movie came out. No, what I'm saying is PJ I am aware Twilight. of culture. You knew the movie. <laughs> PJ watched Twilight. That makes him gay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel <True>. gay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, you were saying, sorry, Tom a second ago was saying uh, nobody wants to see these gross pictures of the zombie attack. And I'm like, it's kind of maybe true because I did see way too many gross uh, images this week because I covered the Balenciaga story. I do actually know the and lines holy. for Twilight. I do. I do. You, you do not. <laughs> I do. Wow. Can you just recite for us the Ooh, opening line of Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2? It opens on Forks, Oregon. Go ahead. No. I'm Tom knows to. way more about this than he <laughs> is. Tom, Tom probably watches it. Why I'm a mystery. Wrapped in an enigma. Wrapped in a riddle. Because I thought, I, like, I was just guessing based on the look of the movie that was Washington. He knows that it's in Oregon, so, like, that's more than I know. I was Team Edward. Go ahead. You were saying? <laughs> I was saying. I feel gay. <laughs> How did this devolve into? I was trying to get us back on track wheels. with an actual story about Balenciaga. We're just like back Off to Twilight. <laughs> no, actually, I really I should have been Team Jacob because that guy was a Holland, Michigan native at one point or another. The yeah. kid that was Shark Boy. 
Yeah. Yeah. He did uh, like karate how, with one of my best friends growing up. Char- how do you know he was a Shark I know Boy because my Girl. son is the biggest, like was the biggest like fan of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And he's watched it movie like 9,000 times. And I, I know because the kid was from the, the area and my friend Tyler did karate with him. So like they knew him, they like hung out with Jake, Jacob. Forks, Washington. Sorry, TZ. I didn't exactly know. I mean, you know, just <laughs> mailing it in here. I'm trying my best. TZ Burton is watching me. He's hawking me tonight. Watching every we'll to, single thing I say. We'll have to have a. We'll have to have like a Discord um, watch party of the whole uh, Twilight series now for anyone who's interested. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not. On, I'm not on Discord. I was kicked off Discord. I'm busy That's that right. night. <laughs> She's got to wash her hair. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's get in real quick. We got about twenty. We got about ten minutes before the next. Uh, before we got hit last call, uh, you were talking about Blanchiaga. Yeah, I was just I, I was just trying to change the subject <laughs> <laughs> to child porn. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. No, we, we said we were going to cover at some point. Yeah, <laughs> enough zombies. Let's talk about kitty touchers or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what's what are your guys' thoughts on the Blanchiaga stuff? It speaks volumes the way they have come out to defend that company, uh, the mainstream media, uh, the view. We were talking about it off air uh, with Tom, where he said it, how the view was uh, very interested in in not sullying the name of Blanchiaga <laughs> and blaming it on all right wing uh, people. QAnon. Yeah, I, I will give Sonny Hostin. Sonny Hostin <laughs> deserves some credit because yeah. she was like, actually, have you seen their stuff lately? Like, it's ugly. Who's even wearing Balenciaga? Like she starts acting higher and mightier than them. So focused on the stuff being ugly. They didn't even talk about the children in the ads. Right. Like, the yeah, the, but the, the but bloody that dolls hand, that they put that in the bag. The handbag is ugly. <laughs> why would yeah, that handbag full care? of uh, dolls covered in guts and stuff like that? Sparky. He was wearing all Balenciaga to draw attention to the brand. It's not like he was supporting it by wearing it for the record. I don't it think. Was. I don't think anyone, I don't think Kanye wearing Balenciaga claiming he loves Hitler is good for Balenciaga. <laughs> has has uh, Balenciaga had their bank accounts uh, locked yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they haven't had them blocked. No. So no, because okay. they they're raping children. They're not saying anything anti-Semitic. <laughs> In fact, it's actually probably quite pro-semitic that's the line that's the line that you can't cross you can you can uh you can uh touch the kids all you want but you can't uh, say anything about the jews right? they're just practicing talmudic you know um rituals it's so sad that that's so true <laughs> oh man now the the whole blanchiaga thing is wild um and it's all out there i think one you act- say it so fancy the there's this one uh who was it the country star's wife Jason, Jason Aldean's wife. Jason yeah. Aldean's wife. Aldean. I thought it was Aiden. But yes, Aldean. Uh, see how I mispronounced it. Uh, came from 9. What? Right, said Twilight came from 9 11. Twilight was worse than 9 11 and, and uh, Hiroshima combined, okay? And January 6th. And, and, yeah. Well, let's not go that far, Frank. Come on. Yeah. Have some respect, okay? For the four police officers who were Epstein after they saw things they weren't supposed to talk about. Or or probably uh, heard things they weren't supposed to know about. Yeah, yeah. Or so wanted that. to flip or were approached and said, we want to talk. Maybe they right. go to their boss and they say, me and Johnson and other Johnson and other Johnson, we all agree. The four of us, we're going to talk. And then they're like, okay. And then one after the other, pop, 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 pop. Oh, no, a stroke. Yeah. And then they, <laughs> the, the last one to see it coming is like, 
all right, well, those guys are gone. I'm probably in the clear. And then, like, you know, it's just <laughs> sad to see. Uh, Aircraft Spark says, to be fair, Frank, Twilight was uh, hell of, one hell of a disaster that you happen to know the lines to. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I feel gay. Thank you. <laughs> I feel gay. Thank you you. got to clip that one, too. That way you have a couple of, you know, Options. Gotta change it up. Yeah, Don't clip yeah. that one. Don't clip that one. <laughs> Might be wrong. Is in chat. He clipped the last one. So let's see. One forty-four fifteen or so. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you guys. I really do. <laughs> you guys are oh, going to be allowed boy. to come on with Sparky. <laughs> Not Sparky with Salty. <laughs> Everybody's off the air. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Clipped. <laughs> embrace uh, it, Frank. Embrace Sparky it. doing the Lord's work. I see. <laughs> oh my gosh all right where are we at we got about five minutes i thought we had one more story um uh if you don't i've got one. Oh, you well, know what i've got speaking of kanye west can i share this really quick this one might it's actually uh kind of useful here for the conversation blah, blah, blah. give me that give me that give me that speaking push that over people. there speaking <laughs> of black people exactly pop it twist it screw it here we go Charlemagne slams clown Kanye West over dangerous behavior. He says he's something dangerous is going to happen. He says, don't be surprised if something he's definitely a clown. What he's doing is dangerous. It's it's more than anti-Semitic, but Charlemagne basically says it's not going to end well for Kanye West. He basically is telling him what Charlemagne has heard is it's not going to end well for Kanye West. It sounds an awful lot like a threat. Isn't Charmaine the same person that was interviewing Biden that said, uh, if you don't vote for uh, me, yes. you ain't black? Or Yes, that was like Charmaine. That. And then Charmaine's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm still going to vote for you. <laughs> I think that's the same, uh, the Hillary's hot sauce in her handbag. It is. It's the same yeah. guy. I can't remember the name. Oh, he goes, I, I, oh, I hate, I hate <laughs> the Charmaine. breakfast club. It's called the breakfast club. I hate Charmaine and all these breakfast clubs people on there because they <laughs> all act outraged when they, when, stuff like this comes out and they're like, oh yeah, but we're still going to vote Democrat. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't get over you saying Charmelaine. <laughs> Is that his name? Is it Charmelaine? Char- Charlemagne. Charlemagne. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, let me check Twitter. Make sure that one dude hasn't uh, uh, emailed me back yet. <laughs> SBF on here to answer. Oh wow! What if he's just been waiting this whole time? <laughs> oh Man's no! Been, we, to be fair, Frank did send him the link, so he should have popped in by now. Yeah. So no, he's not on there yet. Yeah, <laughs> Is anything happening on Twitter right now? I'm checking right now with the thing, and still nothing from Matt Taibbi. He's okay. posted two tweets, and anything one of them was from Elon. No, I, I, I'll check. There's always something Damn it. From Elon. Stop it! I was putting that up. <laughs> <laughs> Marmalade the god. <laughs> I like this one, Charmin Lane. Charmin Lane sounds like some sort of marshmallow treat. <laughs> oh man! All he's all he's tweeted recently is just a note to thank advertisers for returning to Twitter. So are advertisers returning to Twitter? Is that what I'm? Waffle Salter said he got blocked after uh, after he sent the link. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to this show. Yeah. That would be fun. Oh, wow. SBF blocked Waffle Salter. So that must have mean he saw your invite, Frank. Must, maybe. <laughs> Did, Did he, he block, block you, Frank? Yeah, that's what I want to know. No, I Yeah, go go to his profile, see if you've been blocked. Yeah, you oh. got to go to his profile. Maybe you didn't refresh. Uh, let me refresh. Don't do it on screen, though. That way it's not entertaining for anyone else. Nope. I'm not blocked. I'm still here. <laughs> 
I do. So I actually wanted to bring up one story related to the Kanye thing really quick because I found like my mind was kind of blown the other night. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's everyone, everyone, everyone's clowning on my Charmin Lane or whatever. <laughs> trying to bring us back on topic. I, I blame Tom. I really do. It's all your fault, Tom. Yeah, it's my fault. You can't say words. <laughs> Oh, oh man, you, you missed it, Denise. We we emailed, uh, we DM'd oh. uh, the head of SBF to come in and talk to us about his uh, Sam Bankman Fried, the guy at our FTX. Wanted to, we wanted to ask him about his hairdo. Define Jufro if you could, Sam. <laughs> but he hasn't yep. come on yet. TZ, you're not getting that back. <laughs> that went that, to Demi- that went Democrat coffers. That yeah, I was gonna say. You funded the Joe Biden campaign, so yeah, supposedly you can to, uh, still buy FTT. Like you can still buy the token. Of course you can, because they're they're going to try to rehabilitate this. I'm, t- I'm telling it's, you, so it's so a, many. It's, it's at I, its I, absolute I, lowest. I, then right now it's like a dollar thirty three. Shouldn't you be? I'm not a fiduciary. Wouldn't one be inclined to purchase it if it's at the bottom and they're going to I, I save hate- it? I hate to say that that actually might be a good idea. I, mean, I don't want to do it. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is probably buying in head over. Sh- uh, I, I mean, just, well, let me say she's yeah. dropping the hammer on her if investments. We all threw in like twenty five bucks, even if we lost it all. You know. I know. Oh, Katie Z over here's got lots of money to blow. We just need a, we we need some insider to tell us who Nancy Wait. Pelosi's investing in. Katie Z, if you have twenty five dollars to blow, you can buy a, a Last American Pubcast T shirt. Great idea. Cool. Or I yeah. could chip in for an, a second screen for you. <laughs> That's true. You know, if you buy a shirt, you're likely chipping but in for a second will, screen. For you free. will actually be chipping in. So if you guys go, I'll drop this link in the chat. Because it's kind of weird. It's bonfire.com slash store slash last dash American dash pubcast. But uh, you guys can buy a last American pubcast t-shirt. Actually, if you guys just Google last American pubcast is one of the first things that comes up anyways, our, nice. our merch shop. So yeah, uh, you can get a McCarthy was right shirt, hoodie, whatever, baseball tee, the Minuteman shirt, which what I'm wearing right now is my I, favorite one. I, yeah, I actually, If you Google last American pubcast, they actually have like a little mock page for us. Like on the Google results tab, they have our little description of the pop of the pod. Nice. I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah, the hoodie's awesome. Uh, actually, I need to order another hoodie because I gave my hoodie away. So, <laughs> to to a super fan of the show. So, awesome. I think you're trying to get Bryson one. to wear it, huh? No, I think no. this is the one. If you guys want to help, you know, donate your super chats. Help Frank get a raise your glass in uh, pastel pink. I think that would be. Yeah. Then he could. Then he could. I feel gay all day. So. <laughs> Mr. Zed says he says he likes that hoodie. You might want to be uh I don't know, Katie. Take take that take from that what you will. Christmas yeah. is coming. There you yeah. go. Christmas. Get it. I Katie. just meant the fact that he likes the pastel pink one. Katie, Can I just say again how much I appreciate the Joe McCarthy was right shirts? Thank you. Thank you. Frank did not like it. And that's I was probably like, the one oh. I'm gonna get. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna order mine tonight and I'm gonna get the McCarthy was right shirt. Yeah. But I'm thinking I'm gonna one. get it in that Heather Blue. Toggle <laughs> over two. Uh, it's indigo. Yeah, that, oh, indigo. That's the okay. one. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's gonna look good. Yeah, I like that. So, so Sweet. we're we're here at the eight minute mark where you got last call. We have a couple of these on here, so let's go ahead and grab them. If you have any super chats, now is the time to send them in, so that way we can go ahead and highlight them and read them on air. Waffle Salter here for fifty dollars earlier. Said last American Pubcast Rumble channel soon. Plus, cheers. 
Thank you so much, Waffle Salter. And we Cheers, did talk Waffle about Salter. the uh, the Rumble channel that is set up. Uh, we will hopefully be be able to stream on that here soon, right? I think um, it may be an issue of not enough subs to be a live stream. I, I could be mistaken there. I don't know that that's an issue because it wasn't before. But if you could, and I'll drop the link another time here, but it's just Rumble slash Last American Pubcast. That's the channel, I think. Yep, it is. Uh, well, I think they put a C there, but I don't know. If yeah, here we go. So rumble rumble.com slash C slash last American podcast. Yep. Uh, this one in chat too. This one came in from Grizzly says anything new tonight, Frank, thank you so much for all of your hard work, keeping us in the loop. Anything out of Brazil? Sorry. A couple questions. Yes. Uh, anything new tonight? Tonight, we just recapped everything that happened with uh, Elon Musk and the Twitter files of Hunter Biden and the, and the um, collusion between federal government and the Biden campaign to silence that story in order so that way voters would not be able to hear about it. And then also we have the Salty Cracker will be joining us next Saturday at 7.15 p.m. So if you want to come in to be part of that, that's going to be awesome. Uh, that will be a lot of fun to have Salty here, uh, you know, giving And his, spread the word. Share yeah. a link. If you're going to if you're going to share a link to any show of uh, that we ask ever, share a link to this one coming up next Saturday so that more people can see uh, when we have Salty on. Let's make it like a record-breaking show by no small margin. Yeah, so tonight we had the most people on at one time tonight. Uh, We had over 400 people watching on YouTube, and then I know we're broadcasting to what other one are we on right now? We're on Rumble, and we're on Odyssey. Odyssey. On Rumble, we had about 150 or so people at once that I could see. Maybe it was higher than that. That's what I saw. And then at Odyssey, we were at about 50 at the top. So there we are, awesome. nearly 600 people. So that is our biggest ever so far. That's tonight. Well done. So, yes, thank you so much for the support. I hope to have a record-breaking one on next Saturday when we have Salty come to joining us to you know, bring his energy and bring the Salty Berserkers along with him. <laughs> Blammo. Blammo. That's right. <laughs> May he will say that as he comes on. Actually, yes, Blammo called or what's the other one he likes to say? Oh boy! Oh, nope, that's uh, no, that's Dash. That one. <laughs> that's Dash. This one was from Walter Salter for twenty five dollars. Says, but would PJ drive a Tesla semi? No, 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 I would not. I I hate the idea of self driving semis a lot, a lot, a lot. And I could get into it, but I won't. But and, yeah, and, no. Well, it wouldn't be self driving. Uh, you would have to implant a Neuralink. Then you could think about <laughs> where you were going to turn, PJ. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I drive a I drive a Volvo, uh, Vol, Vol, yeah, Volvo semi as it is, and I hate that thing. So, <laughs> uh, this one came in from Baby Chewbacca, and let me say this: this is the first time I've seen Baby Chewbacca in probably three months. So, thank you, Baby Chewbacca, for joining us tonight. Uh, maybe you lurk out there sometimes and you don't uh, talk, but I have missed seeing you in the chat. So, thank you so much for coming in. For the ten dollars says bath salts. Ooh, I recommend toilet sugar. <laughs> hey, we do have a, a waffle salter. Um, $25 super chat over here as well it says Frank pink shirt fund. So I think there is some support there for Frank to get a pink shirt. Yeah. I like it. Real like Frank's it. wear pink. There we go. Baby Chewbacca came in with a $10 as well. Another one here. Thank you Thank so you, much, Baby, Baby Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Thank you. Uh, we have one from I Like Salt. I love light. I like salt. Last call getting another beer. <laughs> Let us know what you guys are drinking, by the way. I'm curious. Yeah, you're going to need. You keep going like this. You're going to need to that nearer link. 
And this DJ, one, that is like an aquarium attached to a handle there that you got. <laughs> and Bay Chewbacca came in with another one here. Says, I blow for money. I'm a clown balloon artist. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> or just have like a balloon animal, like as the cartoon, and then just say, I blow for money or I, I blow found- for dough. This reminds me of something I tweeted this morning. I got to share with you guys. I found the most, uh, the t-shirt that goes harder than any metal band t-shirt you've ever seen. And it's uh swing for the retarded <laughs> today and well-meaning things that age terribly. I bring you this charity golf t-shirt from 1982 <laughs> swing for the retarded. <laughs> nice. So. And uh, Miss, uh, Miss Jamie, thank you for being part of tonight's uh, show as well. It says, love the big 15-ounce mugs. Don't use the 11-ounce ones. I've got one salty mug, but want them all. LOL. This is a 24-ounce mug. Yeah. No, wow. is it 24? I don't know. It's, a- it's two cans of beer. Whatever that is. <laughs> is that 24 ounces? Yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No. Is that what he said? I don't know what 24 ounces? Yes. <laughs> two 12-ounce cans? Frank, you yeah, need right? one of those uh, Neuralinks to be able to hear this. I do. I do. Uh, my wife says, great show tonight. So thank you, babe, for watching. She's thank biased. You. <laughs> Who's your favorite host, though? That's the question. Yeah. Who is your favorite host? That's a good. Yeah. Put it in the chat. Don't. No, don't, don't yeah. answer. It'll be awkward yeah. for us later. <laughs> so we can so we can squabble uh, backstage. <laughs> I think probably her favorite host is spelunking right now. Probably. probably yeah. <laughs> Or spurlunking. Is that what I said? Did I say spurlunking? We also said skydiving at the beginning, and he comes comes in with scuba diving. So it's... PJ, PJ's my wife's favorite host. Yes, knew it. That's fair. It's fair, yeah. <laughs> Noble Chu says all of us. <laughs> Not touching that one. <laughs> That Texan Spur Lunkin. Spur Lunkin. <laughs> Spur Lunkin. Hey, well, while we, we have end... another like two minutes or so, I'll just remind everybody again, the Last American Pubcast as this uh, show now has its own Odyssey and, has had its, uh, and it has its own Rumble. <clears throat> so go to the Rumble, go to the Odyssey, search out the Last American Pubcast. You'll find each on each. Yes. And absolutely, and give uh, Katie Zed a follow and a subscribe. Katie, tell them about your channel real quick and drop. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to thank the seven people who have subscribed since we've been on air, air tonight. Thank you very much. I need the subscribers, so <laughs> I really appreciate it. I uh, host a true crime. I, I run a true crime channel. So if you like true crime or you know somebody who does, tell them about my channel or just subscribe yourself. You can subscribe and not even watch my videos. I'm fine with that. Subscribe with your sock <laughs> accounts. That's fine. I, I, everyone should have at least three YouTube accounts. Agreed. Honestly. Agreed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to have a show called um, Crime Land, where I go over a bunch of uh, smaller uh, crime-related stories. Uh, and then next week on Overruled, we're covering the Crystal Kaiser case. And if you don't remember this one, it was out of Wisconsin. There was just uh, – her, her case was – brought to the Wisconsin Supreme Court, and there's been some decisions made on that, and we're going to go all, all, all... I can talk. I swear to God, I can talk. <laughs> we're going to go over all of that uh, next Sunday as well. Yeah, so Four check, o'clock on Sundays. <laughs> so check out uh, check out Katie Zed over there on Overruled, a fantastic channel. And like she said, 
if you don't watch it, I'm sure your other half will watch it. Uh, wives love the true crime story, so check Katie Z out. They're getting that. ideas, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they're obsessed with so. getting away with murder. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will give them all the good tips and tricks about what to do, what not to do. So just send them my way. <laughs> And then you can follow me and Tom and PJ as we talk about repealing the 19th. <laughs> I talk about that too. I talk about that too. I was just saying, Katie Zed's one of the most hardcore repeal the 19th is. people I know. She is. My mom, my mom watched your show and she called me. And she's like, does she really believe in repealing the 19th? I'm like, yes. I do. I absolutely do. Based. <laughs> Katie Zed's probably one of the most based ladies we have. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> So, Probably the I'll, most. I do it effortlessly. <laughs> That's also why it's the most based. <laughs> well, and I'm humble. <laughs> very humbled. Well, we appreciate all of you guys coming out to be part of tonight's uh, pubcast. Uh, again, we're looking forward uh, to next week as we will be hosting the Salty Cracker. He will be joining us at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time next week. Make sure you tell your friends, uh, family, and your enemies. Tell everybody everybody come over and watch the uh, channel because I'm sure it will be very entertaining. Uh, it will be fun. Um, thank you for tonight's record setting numbers far as people watching tonight. Thank you so much. We are very humbled by your guys' support uh, for this podcast that we had this vision of creating all the way back in June of this year. So it's so great to see this continue to grow, continue to uh have fantastic guests like Katie Zed and other people that have uh, joined us over the course of its uh, life. And we look forward to continuing to grow this community, grow the reach of this channel and hoping to continue to make a difference in the culture war and make a difference in the voices that are out there um, talking about the things that matter most in this country today. So thank you so much for all of your guys' support. We'll see you guys next Saturday at 7 PM Eastern time. Salty will be joining us at 7 15 and for all of the hosts here tonight, for Tom, PJ, and Katie Zed, thank you guys so much for uh, the support tonight. And we will see you guys next Saturday. The pub is closed. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great one, everyone. And I got it.